comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. The whole world's waking up. All the city buses swimming past. I'm happy just because I found out on. You are listening to The Walking Dead TV Podcast for Season 8, Episode 16 of The Walking Dead, entitled Wrath. I am your host, Craig DeMonda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Aaron Newworth. All right, let's get through this so we can talk about Fear the Walking Dead. Okay, all right, well, I will do as quick as I possibly can. And I bet that's I the first time you've I ever said that. I right. out of anybody's mouth, especially Aaron. <laughs> Mr. Richard Chubtoad Sheldon. Um. Craig, I'd like to be known as Chubstradamus from now on. I we can certainly make that change. Yeah, because because I called that Eugene shit right there. I'll tell you what. I'm not going to deny you that because I didn't. I didn't know it. Me so, either. Yeah, I didn't know you, you, you knew it, Ch- Chubstradamus. Uh, no problem. I was going to kill him. I was going <laughs> to kill him. I said I'd be happy to be surprised. That's what I said, Mister Russell Latham. I have done the impossible. What's that? Did you catch up? Did you do it? Got up on fear. I have done half the impossible. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to. It's a different show. Don't even worry about it. You can just flush those first three seasons down the toilet. That's what they want you to do anyway. I'm uh, actually, I just finished the 12th episode of season two. Okay. So So it's still in Mexico somewhere, huh? Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. All right. I'm digging it. I am really digging it. It's got its moments, man. It's got its moments. Uh, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Hello. You're channeling uh, Rick tonight, I, big time, aren't you, I'm man? I'm channeling Rick. I love The Walking Dead. I don't <laughs> care about no fear, nothing. I like me some Rick speechifying. You can hide, but you can't run, Daryl. That's right. <laughs> Give me that all day, every day. Put I your hands it. down. Put your hands down. Put your hands down. Put your hands up. <laughs> Does that make any does that make any sense to anybody else? You can hide, but you can't run. It's a it's a Rick joke. It's like it's like he was actually laughing at it himself, and nobody else was. Right? It was. Oh, okay. His own thing. You know, it it just makes it. me think of Scary Terry from uh, Rick and Morty. That's all. It's, but <laughs> except it's the other way around. Job, don't you mess this up for me. <laughs> Daryl's gonna be in character the whole show, and Mr. Jim Deets. My mercy has exceeded my wrath. <laughs> you can be digging. We're just we're bleeding listeners right now, guys. It's all right, listen. They'll, they'll come oh, back. Love this. They're going to come love back this. because not only are we covering this episode, uh, the fe- the final episode of the season eight called Wrath, we're covering the first episode of Fear the Walking Dead, um, and that was entitled "What's Your Story." So stay I don't tuned. believe you. 
I don't believe well, spoiler, that I watched Fear of the Walking Dead. To- for, spoiler for my Toby rating, but that might be my yeah. favorite episode of Fear of the Walking Dead so far. I well, don't think that was Fear of the Walking Dead. Let's see why. Watched, there, was, there was no Madison. I watched the Morgan Chronicles. <laughs> I didn't watch the Fear of the Walking the Mor- Dead. <laughs> the Book of Morgan. That's what you watched. I watched the Book of Morgan. <laughs> I didn't watch the Fear You people are falling for the, for the, for the Okie Doke. That was not an episode of Fear of the Walking Dead. Okay, There was no kid dressed up in blood walking around drunk or high. Okay, there was no whining little daughter. There was no drunk Madison complaining about her kids. Nick! That, none of that was in this show. So that's not Fear of the Walking Dead. I don't believe a word you say. That was, <laughs> they that lean was into that, news. that whole fake news. Walker yeah. Guts thing. Don't yeah. They? I have all new more. actors. Oh, yeah. Russ is, in, Russ is now in on the whole Walker Guts <laughs> thing and how, how excessive it's <laughs> Now you understand what you were saying now. Yeah, you're catching <laughs> up now. Right. But um, I think they should have just called it Bridge the Walking Dead. Not Walking Dead, not Fear, but it bridges the two shows w- together. WD West Coast, WD Texas. I'm just saying, how do you have a show where you, everybody that was on the show prior is not on the episode and it's all new people? Right, well, all new great people. Well, it's a concept episode. It's a, not a subtle way of saying we're, we're, we're doing think, the show. Yeah, it's, I think you answered your own question. <laughs> they did it. But I'm a, I'm a big Dillahunt fan, many, though. I love Garrett Dillahunt. We'll get. We're talking about some other better episode. We got to get to this one first. Yes, we will. And actually, <laughs> and, and I'm glad uh, a couple of the British uh, listeners, the English uh, from the UK, put both. They haven't seen it yet officially. So we have to make a clean break between this episode and and the Fear the Walking Dead episode we'll cover as well. So we'll make a clean break if you don't want to be spoiled. But as you can tell from our enthusiasm, it was pretty darn good. And we're not really spoiling anything by letting you know that it pretty much tells Morgan's story of how he got out there. So it's not like it has has characters. (laughs) Yes, right. There's new characters and Morgan made it to Texas somehow. And, you know, we won't spoil any more than that. But that was already out there anyway. So there's nothing nothing going on. So getting back to as Aaron is steering us back on the course here, back to season eight, episode 16, known as Wrath. Um, Did it did it satisfy? Did it did it wrap up all the loose ends? What did you guys think? I think <laughs> I I think there's a satisfaction to be had from like, hey, we got to end a lot of this stuff. But at the same time, I also thought a lot of this episode is a bunch of bull. So, I mean, I mean I'm kind of mixed on where things are here. I'll tell you, I, I, I enjoyed the episode. There was a lot I liked about it, um, and we'll get into it. But then there was one scene that ruined most of the last bit of it for me. Yeah. So. Yep, I I I loved it. Yeah, I I I'm sorry. All that Rick and it ended. <laughs> I loved it. I love. It was funny. It was together. There were stupid parts. I'm not saying there were dumb parts about this episode, but I embraced every stupid part. Like it just ended. Like the bullets were bad, and it just ended. Everybody was like, "Okay, <laughs> let's turn around and shoot at them," and then everybody starts shooting at them, and everybody's winning, and the good guys are winning, and it's it was just so it was the most positive episode I've ever seen of The Walking Dead. Only thing and bothered me the most though was the lack that of stakes. <laughs> the la- I didn't get one Negan beating anybody with Lucille. Scene. We haven't seen it in what sixteen episodes, thirty-two yes, episodes now. That it's been, it's been two seasons. Freak, so he, that was freaking ridiculous. Like I don't, I don't know what what you get out of not having like any of that kind of Negan scene. He seems so neutered. 
when by not having yeah. him do any this, of that. Like this whole episode seemed neutered. Nothing really happened. I <laughs> I feel like there's been a lot, the the payoff did not match the build up. I feel like I agree with you. There's been a lot oh, of build yeah. up and a lot of build up all yeah. season long, and the yeah. payoff. It just I didn't I don't to me anyway they just didn't pay it off enough. It was like they were scared to kill anybody off. It, they were scared to to do anything. That it wasn't was even it wasn't you. even that. I mean it it, it could have been a much bigger payoff without having to like kill people left, right, mm. and center. Mm-hmm. It just was it just wasn't for me. It, and I mean and that's what disappointed me about it. They've been set, setting up these dominoes for so long. And then the dominoes fall, and it was just it was just kind of disappointing. It was a quick ending. I, it, it, I, and especially because there's so many extended episodes this season. This I know I saw I saw it in the and I can go into this later, but I saw it in the the movie theater in the Survival Sunday. Oh, so Fathom do, experience you, you're thing. the only one in on the group, so do tell. I mean, I, I was yeah. kind of on the fence, okay. but I didn't go. Um, well, <laughs> I geez. So it started at like a half hour before the actual show started, which basically meant, hey, look at all this, all these commercials for different things about The Walking Dead, whether it's the 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 gift programs you can be in where you get, you know, random boxes of stuff or their new video game or Bands. all of these, all yeah, a bunch of stuff and things or all of these behind the scenes, <laughs> lo- all these behind the scenes looks at Fear the Walking Dead, which thank, thank God that episode was good because if it wasn't, it's like that was a lot of buildup for like a bad episode. Um, Even all the promotional materials that you were presented with, it was a good thing you didn't have to pay to sit down and see this. I, yes, but I mean, I don't want to speak to my own benefits of being in the press, but because everyone else did have to pay for it, but they seemed to be into it. It was a packed theater. Like, I was happy about the size of the event. Like, this easily could have been just like me and like four other people or something for another Fathom event, but it was no, it was for what it what it was trying to do. People seemed to be satisfied by it. I will say, as far as any cosplay the, or no, any, uh, I didn't notice any. I saw. I like. I was wearing my Walking Dead shirt. I, I'm sure other people were probably wearing something. But like, and as far as like people from AMC, right? Okay. And my money had, of course, yeah, money. Had, <laughs> from, from Disney, I did my Disney. Disney money I'm sorry, had. sorry. Yes, yeah, so yeah, house, yeah. right? Um, I didn't. I didn't. But no, I didn't. And like, it said even on our things, like to not or like the Fathom event, not to bring any like weapons or anything like that. Like right. you know, like prop prop weapons. But I didn't right. notice. I didn't notice anybody specifically like you know having dusty. Gri- gri- grizzly beards or anything like that. So no funky boots. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't smell any I funky didn't, boots. I didn't, like when I got in there, it was like I got in there like ten minutes before the the beginning of the preview stuff went. So it's like it, people were already like I was surprised it was already so packed in there. Like I, I thought people would be kind of trickling in, but but yeah, it was you know as far, yeah there was a crowd. And as far as was, watching the show, was uh, it assigned seating or was it first no, come first serve? First come first serve. Well, that's um, why there were so many there early. Yeah, that, probably. That, Probably. Yeah. Um, as far as watching the show, yeah, this is a it's a TV show, guys, and these things do not look good on the big screen. <laughs> it just look crazy. And along with being on like a you know like a streaming feed as opposed to like a not that it'd be like an original negative, but like a digital pro, like a true digital projection. Right, it was right. just it was like this streaming feed. It just looked like crap the whole time. But the fabulous stuff like, never looks great, and, though. I'm gonna say no, that for right now. It's always kind of yeah. that washed out digital. It looks like you set up a digital projector somewhere, and they just you're shooting it right. Like it looks like that. Yeah, and there are ones that do it better. Like a lot of some of the classics, they have like new restorations of it. They want to show like Maltese Falcon or like they did okay. with. Um, mm-hmm. That's true. Like, uh, if they I'm do kinda... a, do a good job, but this is like they already shoot at sixteen millimeters. It's like watching that projected on a big screen. It's like 
Ugh, this is it's not a good presentation. There's a whole <laughs> the biggest the biggest point is when they 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 allude to like a, the biggest herd apparently you've ever seen. I don't know what it was because it just looked like a big gray blurb in the top of the frame. It I was, was like, worse. Worse. It, it was a blob to us too. Don't worry, at home we, you didn't okay. miss much. Okay, because like watching it expanded, I was like, what the hell am I supposed to be looking at right now? This looks terrible. Yeah, they don't they don't they don't re- reveal that well at all. Yeah, it, it didn't look good on the TV screen right. either. You didn't miss yeah. it. I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised that it was so bad. I mean, not that, not the herd part, but that the whole thing was that that bad for you, Aaron. Because um, when I had my nerd herd podcast, we were actually you know, the local comic book store in Dallas was doing a whole Walking Dead. It was when season two was premiering, and we got to come in. We were doing commentary and stuff before it was showing. But anyway, they showed the first the season opener for season two on the big screen and it was pretty clear. So I'm kind of surprised it in a movie theater or just on the big screen. No, it was a movie theater. Okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I can't, I'm not exaggerating or right? like it just, I wonder if they have just gotten that cheap now. That and I also just... think, and I also kind of think Aaron, you are not the average moviegoer. No, but I'm or I've been, the average fan that's going to see this. Yes, but I'm allowed to judge fairly what I no, see. No, 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 no. You can. Ju- <laughs> I'm saying you can judge it, but you know, going in, you mm-hmm. are someone who pays attention to all of that for sure, and it's more like, it's, than the average person going in to see it for sure. And it's not like I was. It's not like for one thing, I was I wasn't expecting like this level of clay. It's like, oh man, this is going to be the best looking show because going in, it's like this is going to be a TV on the big screen. It's not going to look that great. Like, mm-hmm. I, it's not like like even Game of Thrones. I know struggles to look good on, even though they put on those IMAX screens. It's like, I mean, you're still a TV show, guys. Like, it's not going to look it's not gonna look all of that much better just because you put it on a big screen like that. But it's like, I mean, th- it was decipherable. Like, I couldn't not see what was happening. Mm-hmm. The, Fear the Walking Dead didn't make it any better when most of that episode of the beginning is all at night and it's like, oh, yeah. black. And there's a washed out filter to it to the whole terrible. thing. Yeah, right. the black holes on this are, and it's and like, which, I like, I like Dillahunt and like, I like that he's big giving fan this fun monologue, yeah. mon- but it's like, oh, this is. Which probably the- fooled me because that's why I didn't think there was another show. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really bad. Honestly, that on the app, if you watch it on the app, Mm-hmm. It just it just continues. It's called Fear of the Walking Deadwood. It's a new uh, it's a new show we're, we're watching. It's now. there's no yeah there's no there's no kind of you, you got Dickens and Gillahan right there. So. I'm fine with this. Saying, no problem. I'm no saying problem. It, it, the more Deadwood they can bring in, the better. That I'm was fine a great with show with I great acting. I'm not complaining. Sweating. But but I but um what else was I saying? Oh so yeah the. You, you, we got into this because you mentioned it felt short. I was wondering because it, you know, I didn't have any commercials, so I just kept like going all the way through. And it's like, yeah, this did feel like a pretty succinct episode as far mm-hmm. as what it's doing. Like there wasn't any fat on it. It got to the point pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, so I, I guess that's good or bad. Although it kind of, I feel like if I was watching it on TV like live, it would have maybe made it more exciting because I'd have like these cliffhanger moments in between commercials. Mm. Trust uh, me, well, when, he, when he flew out of the car, so that was funny. There were so many commercials yeah. in this one; it was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 well, yeah, I noticed because you can tell where the, the you know the brakes, brakes are. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and don't worry, I did go when I got home and wrote my review. I did go online to AMC to watch The Walking Dead presents hashtag Red Machete presented by Taco Bell hashtag with Moss. I mean, that was they didn't show that in the theater. Obvious. You didn't see that in the theater? Oh, come on. <laughs> No, they didn't show it to the theater. You're supposed to see all this extra content they promised us, right? They, they probably show it. I don't they know. Probably yeah, you show it like they do the app. They don't they do talk, it on the app either. They talk about the extra content. The extra content was what I talked about. Was half hour of previews and commercials. <laughs> <laughs> There's no extra 
There's no extra content that benefits <laughs> the viewer of this show. It was like, here's previews from a show you're going to watch literally an hour from now. Mm-hmm. Like, I need this work. So, so just to be clear, you had 30 minutes of, of commercials beforehand. You had the Walking Dead episode without commercials, just, just totally put together. Was there an intermission? Was there a break? Or to go right into fear at that point? It went right into fear. The went credits and then right into the next episode. Gotcha. So people were getting were getting up and like going to the bathroom and stuff. Nah, they came uh, right back and said, missed something? Okay. <laughs> there, are people, there are people behind me. They're like, well, we haven't caught up on fear. So I guess we should leave now. Right? I was like, really? You don't want to watch? Like, it's like, but it's all about Morgan. Then they decided to stay. But like, I wonder, that was the did you think it was like a stinger at first? You know, those little after things they do after the credits? Did you think that's what that was? I, yeah, I will say yes. I did think it okay. was initially. I thought it was a stinger because it just kind of starts right away. Right, no, like, right. Yeah, no, like um, it doesn't have like the TV MA rating or anything on. It doesn't have any of that because it's just stripped away. So it's like, okay, yeah, that could have been like a nope, not wasn't. It was just <laughs> straight up into the episode. Okay, like, all right, pretty I think cool. Once, once Dillahunt started, kept he like kept to, or no? Because it was <laughs> was it Morgan first who was talking? No, it was Dillahunt. Still on first, yeah, right? Yeah, still on, yeah. It starts at like, yeah, it starts him like around like a camp, his own little campfire. Yeah, we won't Once spoil it for any of our UK listeners, but yes, he's, that's the like beginning, I right? Got to him, I was like, okay, yeah, this is not going to be, this is the episode now. That's what this is. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, pretty cool. Well, I'm glad you did that, and I'm kind of glad I didn't. So thank I you very much. Enjoyed the experience overall. Like, I, it, it's, it, I wish it was better as far as presentation goes, but it's like, hey, I'm not going to do this again, probably. So, you know, it's nice for what it was. No, that's Did cool. you have fun, though? Yeah, no, I had fun. Yeah, I had so fun. That, that's what counts, right? Yeah. Yeah. All I right, have guys. a question. Yeah, go ahead, Chubb. I, I just, before Chubb we Tradamus. get into it, I, 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 have to know, <laughs> I have to ask this question because I have no idea why. Maybe somebody on here does, but why does someone hang stained glass windows in a tree? <laughs> maybe it was um, uh, it could be like a memorial. Because... Somebody could have been buried there under the tree, or maybe it was a okay. Because that's what I I've seen. never seen, never seen that. Never. There was have two I crosses, right? There was a cross and another cross. I don't know. It was some kind of shrine, no, or like a. It was like a. I don't even know that there's stained glass windows. I think it was just yeah. two things of stained just glass. Yeah, memorial. Like a memorial. Oh, I don't know. It just seemed really, really out of place to me. But. But I'm glad they were there. Could be a southern thing. I don't know. I don't really don't know what that is, to be honest with you. I lived in the south for 30 years. I'd never seen that. Okay. There's, something, there's something like a spirit catcher or something I remember uh, that they have. You can make like uh, uh, some kind dream, of decorative they're, they're, thing. They're dream catchers, but those are made out oh, of... Oh, dream catchers or something. Yeah, they're made but out of I, string. But I wonder if it was something, something... It was supposed to be something like that or maybe or whatever. I mean, I'm looking right at it right now in this image I have, where it's just yeah, it's just like one's horizontal, one's uh, vertical, right, and they're just right. kind of hanging in the tree. There's nothing on the ground or anything, so I would. I mean, there's nothing to nitpick here. It's just like that's a cool piece of production no. design. It could reflect any number of things, and I'm sure Gimple will get into on in some audio commentary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I thought that they were cool looking. I just have yeah. never seen that before. That it wouldn't be something that was questionable as far as why is that there. But I mean, they chose I just... like they chose like the. Sh- possible location for like a final battle because it's just like a mm-hmm. bunch of green it's like i don't know putting a bunch of superheroes onto a very empty airport and thinking that looks cool but you know whatever <laughs> and and with him crying in the middle i just it just seemed like it had to be something about remembering you know what he's lost the people some of the people he lost okay yeah, because you, I mean, stained glass windows are tend you tend to use those as a way to like immortalize a number of different ideas or right. yeah. more people. So that's, yeah. So yeah, I can see there. I can I can see some symbolic reasoning of having those specifically those items there to kind of increase the value of 
what we're looking at. Like it's a neat image. It's a neat it's neat imagery to see Rick's just placed between two things like that in a field. Like that's it's yeah. It yeah, works. I thought it looked neat. I just didn't understand. But okay, you so know what it means. This episode was directed by Greg Nicotero. <laughs> Greg Nicotero directed this one. Written by Scott M. Gimple, Angela Kang, <laughs> and, and Matthew Negrete. You're out of character, Daryl. He got me with a good one. He got you're, you're out of character, man. You thought you were going to be Rick this whole episode. <laughs> I broke Daryl, so I win. He broke me. He won. He won. He me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let's, Go let's ahead. reset Daryl. Okay. No, you're fine. It's fine with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Written by Scott M. Gimple, Angela Kang, and Matthew Negretti. The synopsis is by Joe Otterson from Variety.com. I'm sorry, but Brandon Davis didn't come through this week with a uh, with, with a synopsis, so we'll have to try this one. Here's um, to a good write anything. Yeah, hey, listen, man. He's too, yeah, yeah, he's emo. Well, should we check on him? Is he okay? Has he been kidnapped? I think should we get a, search parties for him? It's a good point. He's been very Maybe consistent. he's taking some extra time to get his facts all together. Together. Oh, together. <laughs> that was Russ's best Rick right there. That was good. That was a good one. Studious <laughs> Rick. Yeah, <laughs> the Walking Dead closed out its eighth season with a final showdown between Rick's coalition and Negan's saviors. Uh, the episode opens at Hilltop, where Rick and company are preparing for battle. We also get some excellent Ezekiel Jerry banter, which, I mean, that was pretty I cool love right Jerry. there. Yeah. I love yeah. Jerry. It was like, what, four or five lines? What I like what I like about that scene is, like, we get so many scenes of, like, characters randomly saying, you know, like, this could be the end of everything, or it could be the time we move forward. And it's, like, they're basically making fun of the idea of these speeches. Like, I like yeah. that that's kind of what the banter is. Oh, yeah. And he's sharpening his axe. I like he he has an axe, axe back. the double-bladed yes, axe. Yes, he got I it back. It. I yeah. love Jerry. Oh, I was God. really... So, sorry, Jim, I was just going to say real quick. I... If Jerry died in this episode, I was legitimately going to be really upset about it. Because I thought really, about hey, that. Hey, if Jerry dies, we riot. Yes. <laughs> We've said that a while ago. Yeah. I just want Ezekiel and Jerry to get their own sitcom. Uh, here, here. Oh. Like Perfect Strangers, <laughs> right? Like that's a. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, you called it. That's what he did. <laughs> you called it. Oh, man. All right, so anyway, they had their little banter, uh, which has been missing. This is from the season. Well, everyone else uh, seems steely and focused. Morgan is starting to crack up. It says here. Okay, well, he is cracking up because he's starting to see things again. And actually, what, the door opens, and he almost attacks these people coming in, Alden and his group of, of I guess, reformed saviors that were coming in to help the hilltop. He almost takes a few of them out, but then, um, what is it, Henry actually stops him? Henry, like, hits his staff, and Morgan, mm-hmm. like, he, like, he, like, turns and, like, threatens to kill whoever did this, and it's, uh, it's Henry. Yeah. 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 Uh, Morgan's definitely not in a good place right now. He's He's <laughs> cracking up. I always we, wanted uh, to say, Papa. We we bounced over the beginning of this with uh, Sadiq, who's who. Oh, um, Rick, Rick Rick is like Rick seeing uh, Judith, and she's crying. And Sadiq comes in; yeah. he has a bottle of milk, and 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 um, Sadiq's like, "Oh, I saw she was awake." And then Rick's like, "What? How did it happen? How did it happen?" He's turning into Vin Diesel. Apparently, that's that's the problem. For Rick. It's fine though. I, I, he told I, the story. I don't know. Uh, what, what, I wasn't sure how Rick took it. I, I mean, his lack of verbal anything just, I mean, the look gave me that he was upset or he was mad at Sadiq or, or I couldn't read him. I couldn't tell. How was he really reacting to what Sadiq was telling him? He could have just said, 
one little line like, yeah, that's my boy or, you know, something mm-hmm. like that, you know, and we would have known what he was thinking. But again, they right. They kept it bottled up. Yeah, they did. He's quiet. But I did like, I mean, I don't know much about Sadiq, but I, I like him so far as generally what he's trying, what he's been doing on the show. And I like, oh, his, I, agree. I, I, I like how he explains why, how Carl went. I like that. He, he explains the whole about like honoring his mother, a person he never knew before. Like I thought that was a good, a good little you know scene of dialogue. That's my boy. Yeah, that's what he did. I think it was implied. <laughs> Rick suggests. All right, so Rick notices Morgan after we get outside again. You're right, we did miss that first scene. Um, Rick sees that Morgan is cracking up, and he can see it very clearly. He even says, "Hey, why don't you sit this one out? Why don't you protect the, the hilltop here?" He tells Rick that the two of them are now worse off than they used to be. Because they've lost we're, everything that's good in their lives. We're worse than we were. We're worse. Than, okay, so he has his way of speaking, right? Okay, so yeah. we're worse than we were, Rick. With that, the team sets out. Well, Rick finally listens to him, and he agrees to let him go. I mean, he basically speechifies in, in his own way. Morgan does that. You know, you saved me. Right. I mean, he. It's hard to pick apart what he says. It's 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 weird. He can. He has this weird way of speaking. You know, it's it's um. It's not even a weird. It's not. It's not like he's like Yoda. Like he's not speaking it's backwards. Just, like he's just close to it, though. I mean, it's like he, he, he speaks he, in fragments. He speaks in fragments. Right. You repeat certain things. Like you save me. You right. save me. Right. I. I, I you have, to, have do it. to. Right. That you save me, and it's, you know. It's so just, but, that's all it is. Well, he, it is, and what gets to me is that Morgan he, Lenny James is good at delivering these lines. I just the show's like it's going into so many contortions to like make this make some kind of sense for him to leave at the end. It's like all yeah, right, it is it's contorting. Now, yeah. I do not. They have not captured this whole thing of Morgan leaving. I don't believe it. It's all bullshit. All his whole journey to leave them. All I feel, it's like I just feel like it's because of the contract. Like they, they have not convinced me that this character would just leave, leave the junkyard and just go. Yeah, right? yeah. I, it doesn't. It just doesn't. It, they, they didn't convince me at all. All I'm saying is the actor didn't want to leave the show he was on, and he has to go to this other show. I still remember his face it. from that interview, man. I still remember that yeah, look on his face when he was sitting there with Hardwick, and you see him with the, with the state capital yeah. of Texas behind him or something like that. Yeah. Well, I'm here now, and I didn't want to leave, but I'm but over here now. Show, yeah. yeah, but as a show and story, they have not at all, I think, been very convincing with Morgan, his reasons for doing what he's doing. To me. Daryl, Daryl, you know. I don't what know what it is. I don't you know, know what it is. Well, we finally got an explanation of what it is. It just was on the Talking Dead. Instead of the walking, oh, well, don't leave us in suspenders. What yeah, was it? Yeah, I'm waiting. Tell oh, me. I thought you. Oh no, so I don't watch what, Talking Dead. According <laughs> according to Lenny James, he says you got Morgan, who is seeing these things, but is is wise enough to understand that these things are not real because that way he knows what it is. What? Right. He what? said that, it like he said it. That like, was his explanation. He said it, he studied it, crazy people before, right? And he said uh-huh. that as an actor, he said he met this one guy that was looking at a chair that was empty. But he says, "You see right there that chair? Jesus, the real Jesus, not the one from the show. Jesus. Are you sure that one, Clint Eastwood. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus is sitting there in that chair. Yeah, right in that chair. Mm-hmm. Now I know Jesus is not there, but he's right. there. <laughs> like so. That's that was his." He used that to channel this crazy person. Okay, so I right. get that, and I even talk, remember we even talked about it, where I thought the way he's acting is so 
genuine. He had to have been studying people that have actually gone through exactly. That we, suffering we, even that. We, we, even, we said it. We said it. So and so, but that whole what it is thing for real. I, That's I didn't it. get that. I didn't get any of that from from any of it. Although show. Jared was pretty good when he came back again this episode. That was pretty decent actually. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like taunting him again. Well, anyway, Rick finally agrees to let Morgan go. Despite his mental state, Morgan's able to convince Rick that he needs to go. It's best for him to go, and Rick kind of agrees. So with that, the team sets out. Rick and Michonne are exit holding hands. Oh, that was so nice. That was so no. nice. Come on. No. They're holding hands, and they walk out it's of the hilltop. It's sweet. And we go it's to my Curtis. girl. It's my girl. girl. It's, my, it's my bae. Don't mess with her. She got a sword. <laughs> at, the, at the sanctuary Negan and his troops are preparing as well uh, though Negan takes some time out to insult the now captive Dwight uh, Eugene helps the preparations by delivering the shipment of bullets he promised to Negan uh, also he gives him like a, like a sample he gives him a little revolver with some of the, t- the bullets that he created to test this is actually a pretty cool scene like he that's, shoots at this little that's the moment dummy. I knew yeah. that that uh, that Dwight was doing shenanigans. He Eugene, me. Eugene he was doing shenanigans. Me. I'm sorry, really? Eugene. Yeah, yeah. Because he hands him that gun mm-hmm. specifically and tells him and wants him to test it. That gun, he's, yep. those bullets. He, okay. Yeah, it's like it's like I'm. I really need you to believe that we did this right. And I'm like, oh, he's done a switcheroo. <laughs> I, I would say it never it never left my mind watching this whole time thinking, okay, well, if he did do this, then he would have to do something like that. Like it kept it, and by by the time it gets to like, well, there's no way this group could survive this amount of people shooting at them. So clearly, there needs to be a setup here. Like or, unless the ocean siders are that amazing, like I don't Mark, think anything else is going to be the problem. Mark, Mark, my question and query about this is why didn't he let on to Rosita and them when they kidnapped him that? You know, he didn't say anything to them about that, that was the plan. Yeah, that, that was the plan, or that he might because you know, he wasn't, he didn't, that wasn't he didn't the plan. turn until after. It right. wasn't. Until it was after. yeah. It wasn't until after that. He that didn't turn was, until after. that. What Rosita said to him about everybody up. that's died since mm-hmm. you helped the saviors is on you, and that hit him. It hit him hard, and that's why when he gets back, he seems so visibly pissed, and you think it's he's ready to help Negan take out right. Rick, but I it's so. the. Mm-hmm. It's his guilt weighing on him. That's why when he looks to Gabriel and says, you will follow my lead whatever instructions to the letter, mm-hmm. that look in his eye, I was like, that's why I knew right then he is going to make the ammunition explode. And Eugene is, I mean, and the, and the father is half blind, so he can't tell that he's doing it wrong or not, right? I guess that would be the assumption, because he, he acts like he doesn't know either, so... Well, he was the one that made that first effective one, and I think that kind of prompted the idea that they the two to Eugene. To yeah, but Eugene knows that, right? how to do it better. I think, but, but he didn't know that they were sabotaging the bullets. No, when right. Eugene comes back. So I mean, him being blind, I mean that would could it just have been that knowing. Eugene was actually that incompetent all the time and didn't know how to make the bullets? No, oh, that no. would no, that I don't think no, I didn't get that. Okay. No, he knew. He was, they, they implied he knew. You don't show a shot of every single gun blowing up in their hand because right. he's just that terrible at his job. <laughs> Whoops. Oops. Well, remember, yeah, he gave me in the gun with the good bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He right. did make good bullets, too. He yeah. made a point of saying, I'm doing that, yeah. So, and uh, even if it was incompetence, I mean, 
Some of the bullets would have been fine. Some would not. Some would have whatever. This was every one of them. So he purposely sabotaged. I think the thing that gave, I mean, I because I watched both episodes twice, and I, I think the, I just was so into this Eugene being an asshole, you know, and giving and, and joining with the evil guys. But yeah, there were points where he did because he even when they recaptured him. Uh, remember when Eugene had the gun on him and he kept saying something about. Um, why would you, you you giving up on your faith already or something? Like he was trying to imply you want to be here. Like the thing you wanted is going to happen. You know, like this this, this is going to happen. The, like, your faith will be rewarded. He kind of said something about his faith, and I thought that was him hinting to Eugene without without telling him. Yeah, Gabriel had something to do with that. You're right. I mean, Gabriel. I'm yeah. saying You're hinting to Gabriel without telling. Yeah, him. I know yeah. what you meant. Yeah. So I, I guess, um, I mean, we criticized heavily and we rightfully should have and we should not take it back. The kidnapping plot from last week because of how ridiculous and stupid the whole thing was. But it did overall work, apparently, because Eugene was like, oh, I'm a changed man now. I'm a changed man. I threw up my evil and now I'm good. Yeah, I was thinking exactly, about that. Yeah. That could have happened just like on a telephone call or something or radio. Like, like They could have shot like, you know, Eugene talking to Rosita on a radio. and. Yeah, she could have delivered that information without having to go through this whole motion of fake kidnapping him. And well, they yeah. didn't fake kidnap him; they really kidnapped him. But then they lost him, which is ridiculous. I mean, it's Eugene. Or they could you have know. just used Gabriel to say that. Gabriel could have said that too. True, but Rosita gets but, through to Eugene in a big way. Like you know, she she knows yeah. what strings to pull on him. She yeah, knows. yeah, sure. yeah. He, he's seeing her at her most primal. So <laughs> yeah, they did well, travel all the way. He used to watch her. Together. He used to watch. Yeah. Is, he, is he watching again? Is he watching? He's watching again. He's watching. <laughs> so before they leave, Negan asks that Gabriel also come along. Gaby says, "Come on, Gaby, I, I got to make a confession," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is pretty cool. So he, he, I love how Negan just wraps all these people from other groups into his group. Like you know, these are all people that were not not with not the saviors. Oh come on, I need to make a confession. You're with me, Father. Like you just, I don't know. He's yeah, he's I the love guy. that part about him. Negan's the guy who walks into a room and he acts like he owns everybody in the room. Pretty much. So yeah, that's Negan. So uh, let me see here. Um, on the road, Negan tells Gabriel that he has spent some of his own men uh, to set up a roadblock, knowing that Rick will find and kill them. So we even see this guy like get the map from Negan back in the sanctuary, and Ooh. as he walks away, Negan's like "dick" or "prick" or something like that. He says something under his breath, like "Rick and his band of pricks." Yeah, Rick and That's his band right. of pricks. Band of pricks. So he said he basically sacrifices a little fake scout team of his to plant more bad intel or bad, you know, like a bad map that will make its way to Rick. So Rick will think that he's in control of the situation when in reality he's not. So he admits this to Father Gabriel as they're driving along. Um, let's see, you're giving a fake map. And they were Simon's people, so he doesn't feel too guilty. That's true. Yeah, Simon's yeah, right. okay with that, right? He makes, yeah. he makes a point of saying, yeah, that they're Simon's people mm -hmm. specifically. So. Yeah, he just couldn't care less about them at this point. Uh, let's see here. So in the car, Gabriel do we, waits. Do we, do we care? Like, is, it, is this? Uh, is, no. Well, is see, this, I was thinking of you, Aaron. It's funny you say that, that you said, because I'm looking at these guys, and, like, they're so dispensable. This group of saviors we've never seen before they look like only a bunch thing of... left for them to go like yo bro yo bro yeah. get those guys bro right like, it, it, that's what they felt they like. were such like, a bunch of punks we've never seen yeah. them before we don't know what skills never. they have they dropped never. like a bad habit they, they all went down like it was almost like yeah. a like a star trek episode where they phased like they, they stunned the whole group yeah. they all just went down yeah. phew, went straight down i'm like oh my god they're so dispensable they have no powers whatsoever 
It's like what know. I what 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 I found fascinating was in a world where you know, you know people people are having to scrounge for food and supplies and everything else and just the basic necessities to survive. They still have blue hair dye in the the uh, zombie apocalypse. That's a good thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, they wanted like, you to hate these guys. They they wanted you to hate these guys from jump. I'm they like, did. why why? I thought that there was going to be something significant about that character because yeah. I'm like, why did they call him out with blue hair? Blue hair, and actually had some lines Just talking to Negan, right? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Well, anyway, so this is the funniest part of this episode for me. So basically, Gabriel hears this plan, and. He decides at this moment that his best course of action is to just bail from the car as it's driving. All right. All right. I, I, I think I've never laughed this hard at The Walking Dead ever. Just seeing him roll out of that freaking SUV. He was going to do it. Like, it's just like they told him all the information. The car kept moving. I'm like, he's going to jump out the car. How'd you know? You saw it coming? You because saw it coming? he just. It, like Negan is pretty much saying, I'm, I got everybody. Like he was basically saying. We have. I have tricked Rick. Like I, I'm going to have the whole group surrounded. I got him. We're going to take him out. We got all the guns. We got. He doesn't know that he he's going to think that he's got me. I got him. So he gave him all his information. So of course, Gabriel's going to think I got to warn the group. Like I can't just but sit here. And just know rolling this out of the car. <laughs> he can't see straight. Where's he going to go? What's he going to do? I mean, you know, how, how, the how point. The point. Find his- way through what? with that rectal vision i don't the, understand the it. point the point the point is that he tried i mean yeah, this is a man this is a man point. that this is a man that was introduced to us as being a coward that locked yeah, people locked people out yeah. of and now he's a person he's that jumping out of moving vehicles a team style what is his he moment has, I mean, he has he has everything against him as far as right. he can see. his hands right. are bound he has mm-hmm. no like way of beating out of the world until like we're not going to talk about the tremendous trope of the villain giving away his entire plan. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't think he wasn't doing this trolling his mustache as he was but doing wait, that. But wait, Mr. Right? Bond, yeah. let me tell you about my genius plan. I'm going to tell you everything. Yeah. It did make a difference. I mean... I was I was live tweeting during the finale, and at that moment, I tweeted. I was like, "Gabriel pulled a total ladybird, just right off the car." <laughs> oh god, he had to because I, I even thought I said, "Are they going to go the route that Gabriel somehow finds his way to warn, you know, warn them that this is going to happen?" Is that the route that they're going to go? Or or he delayed them enough where they couldn't execute their plan, like they're looking right. for him, something. and then you know, something maybe. Yeah, That's what I was thinking. Was What's the woman's name that's with them? Is it Lauren? Uh, Laura. Laura. Yeah. Laura. Okay. With the tattoo on the but, neck. Yeah. We'll, we'll put a pin in that because I want to get back to her when we get to the end of this episode. Put your hands down. Put your pins I down. Think, I, I, think, I know what you're going to want to talk about there, Aaron, because I have the yeah, same questions. We'll, we'll get back to her. Yeah. <laughs> he runs off into the woods but can't get far due to his poor sight. Eugene catches up with him and threatens to kill him before Negan arrives. Again, he's shaking. He's shaking like, like a leaf. Yeah. He's holding that gun like, like, like a shake apart uh once again negan flirts with the idea and again this is i agree with you guys he's used the bat is right there in the frame lucille I is right he there was gonna use it and he, he gives thought... a little stomach punch with it he gives a little like a little gut punch but no blood just a little you know a little love tap um he flirts with the idea of killing gabriel but again decides not to do it load him up because says load him up in the van in the truck I, so i'll oh, go ahead I, because I was already at this point, I I knew that Eugene. I was pretty certain that he'd done something to double cross him. So, 
when he goes up to Father Gabriel and he's insistent like he is, I just kept thinking he's going to think that Gabriel's going to muck up his plans. Like if somebody yes. if somebody pulls up a gun and, sh- and tries to shoot him and mm-hmm. then their hand explodes, oh, then the chick is up. Yes. So, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I, I, I thought a lot that. of the, See that? Yeah. yeah. So a lot of the fear in him in Eugene to, from, from my perspective was because he's like, man, I, I really can't shoot this guy. And if he, if he pushes too far, he's going to screw up my plans and then I'm dead. Right. Uh, wow. That's, that's, that makes, that's that makes more sense. To, that makes more yeah, sense. It, because it was something how, how I'd never seen Eugene move that fast. He was shaking like a leaf some, though. Is some, <laughs> but I mean, he caught him. I mean, like you've that's never true. seen Eugene move that fast. To catch yeah, he had to make sure ever. he was the one that he caught He had him. to be the one that kept Yeah, and he, and he, he almost tried to grab him. him outside the car. He knew he was going to duck out of the car, and he says, no, wait. Yeah. He does like that. Like, he tries to stop him. That's but... why he's so mad about it. He's like, look, you goddamn fool. I'm like, this is going to happen. <laughs> I got gonna, this. I'm doing what you wanted me to do, goddamn it. Like, just, just hold on. Like, it almost felt like that's what he was yelling at him when he was telling him about this faith thing. You had this faith thing. Hold on to it. Just, I think he could have let his father re- in on the plans, though, too. He could, right? I mean, he could have. No, nah, you don't want to be whispering. No. That this ain't. Gabriel's mm-hmm. been so shaky. I don't. I don't no, know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, Eugene, no. Yeah, Eugene's yeah. very close to the vest. Like, he, Eugene yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Well, he I mean, did he, it the way he, he let him go don't. once. He let him go, right, from the Savior's compound with the doctor that one yeah, time. Yeah, but that's what right? that, or, how well that, that did for him, right? Yeah. That's true. That's true. So Rick and his team march onward towards the crest of a hill where they see what appears to be a giant walker herd. And again, this was a very, as, as Aaron said, very hard to see on the big screen. It was hard to see on my screen, mm-hmm. but off in, the, off in the distance. And they even said, what, what, Daryl even had a line, you, you ever see one that big before? And everyone's like, no. And so it's supposed to be this humongous herd, which I am keep thinking about. Remember what the season six opener, when they, mm-hmm. they clear out that quarry? Yeah. It was just was like five million walkers, whatever, in that thing. Like, so Rick's right. never seen a herd that big before. But I guess that's why it was so badly done. Okay, because it just didn't emphasize. Like, they didn't do it well enough or emphasize. If you if you read the comic, you probably go, "Oh, I think I know what they're going to do." Okay. But if, you're, if not, you, you don't get it. Did so, anybody else notice all the little markers along the way? Yeah. No. So. Well, I'm not going to bring it up here, but when we get to the end of the spoiler section, um, there's something from the comics that's significant. Oh, I did totally miss that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, pretty cool. I like the the shots, though, on the hill. It gives you some perspective. Usually we're always in the woods with this Mm -hmm. show, just deep in the woods. You don't know where you are. You don't know where you're going. Either on a road or you're in the woods. At least we see they're on some type of hill. It's pretty cool. And I thought it was well shot. Um, But I, I guess... Those herds are getting bigger and bigger. Is that what's, what they're trying to imply here? That like the herds will just keep growing exponentially? Is that, is that the mentality of the walkers? Well, there's no if there's no organized thing to you know to knock that. Remember that they did it before, but they but they don't. They had an elaborate plan to bust up that herd. Yeah, you're but right. But they don't talk about it much. Like they did it so long ago. Like if they had mentioned something about like throughout the season, if that there were some words about because we have stopped doing this mm. you know like these herds have got got to be growing so no well, one's doing herds can be created herds can be herded yes. together yeah and um, again saving for the spoiler section but right. there's a, i think a reason behind this oh okay sure. all right well obviously but it's pretty cool all right yeah well uh let's see here um uh let's see rick and his team march onward they see giant Harker. Uh, then Negan. Wait, 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 wait. Do uh-huh. we get to? Uh-huh. Do we get? Do we get to uh, Jesus 
No. I think he glossed over Jesus in the stick. Yeah, as they're walking, right. Please go right ahead, yeah. jump in. You, yeah. you, G- G- Jesus. Uh, there's a little side Mor- with Morgan. Yeah. Morgan has a talk to Jesus. Jesus, who we haven't seen in like what, like half a season? <laughs> right. At least. Pretty much. At least. He grew that beard he, for nothing. Yeah. yeah. He, um,. He gives Morgan this like Morgan. He Morgan's you know he's out of it, and Jesus is like, well, I guess it's my time to be on the show again. So he gives yeah. him like a whole pep talk, and he says like, well, you're in a real conundrum here about whether to kill or not kill, and as, as if like, yeah, as if like the biggest revelation ever could have occurred to Jesus. He's like, hey, Morgan has a stick that has two different kinds of ends on it. One's <laughs> one's the stabby end. That's for Johnny Stower. One's the uh, stabby end, and the other is just a blunt end. What if I told him he could use one side to kill people, the walkers, and the other side to just not kill people? And he imparts this wisdom onto Morgan. And Morgan, he like looks at his staff, he's like, huh, that is a thing I could do to help How myself about out. Which makes Jesus' actions in later in the episode yeah. totally crazy after he has this don't kill people thing but anyway well, Jesus' whole character is hey we don't need violence necessarily i'm pretty good at it but we can talk things out that's what that's jesus's whole thing in this whole show yeah we don't need to kill though you are your brother's even, keeper okay this is jesus we're talking about right so even, even goes to the deadliest character on the show and it's like hey you don't have to kill anybody you know no reason but it turn comes the cheek. Off so badly it comes off so badly to me and then what did carol say I was starting to like that guy or something. Yeah, she was said that. I was starting to like this guy. Yeah, <laughs> which I don't think Carol would have said. I think Carol would have said sometimes that dude's an asshole. Yeah, it's the kind of it's the kind of thing where you look at certain actors, you're like, yeah, you, you don't need to match them up together. <laughs> it just didn't come off. It just did not come off well. It and like I like I like Tom Payne well enough on this show, but like he's had a number of these moments throughout the season where it's like, why is this happening right now? Why do we need yeah. to talk? it's cool to kill kill people on this show this is like the most efficient group of killers that we've seen and jesus has to pop up every now and then it's like i don't know guys maybe we shouldn't do that and then yes like rich you're, you're alluding yeah. to we'll get to why it all gets thrown out the window apparently by the end of this episode uh-huh. right. let's That's talk what, what i was gonna make you like goes on about the whole thing about the stick and hey you can use this side for the dead people this side for the living and you wouldn't have to kill anybody else uh-huh. and like you said like you say Aaron, at the end of the episode it's just like Whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's talk Whatever. more more kung fu, more crab maga. That's what I want to see from from him. Anyway, uh, as they come to a clearing after Jesus's little talk with Morgan, they hear Negan's trademark whistle, and the Savior Boss announcing himself via some kind of loudspeaker system they got set up, which was pretty cool. It looks like they had a bunch of radios with a bunch of bullhorns, and it created a, you couldn't <laughs> yeah. you, you couldn't tell where he was coming from. He was being projected. His voice was being, but you didn't know where exactly he was coming from. I, but, I guess they had a, a bunch of walkie-talkies since he destroyed that one needlessly last week because he had just... He's just oh, they had a whole sale on this big yeah. stack of them sitting around. Can we talk about... Can we talk about Rick's plan for a second here? Because the whole... So he has Dwight's info, and then he has updated info. Updated and so, counter intel. It's, it's, yeah, all, it's so, all fake intelligence, right? Yeah. And so right. he has... I guess he has, he has some map, and the logic is, well, Negan's here, so we should charge this area and just assume that it's all going to happen. These guys are... I just mentioned these guys are, like, the most efficient... I remember that satellite mission where, like, you know... <laughs> it was still nothing, Team 6, nothing. right? There it was, was, yeah, yeah. It right. was fucking... It was, it was <laughs> Call of Duty Rick's Warfare going on in Rick's this episode. Rick's Warfare! <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and now this week... He has him, Michonne, Daryl, 
Ezekiel, like like the, all of the Carol, every single one of like the like te- the alpha team, like the best possible people in his whole squad. They're all out here. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like who's who's left? Like who's back? Tara, Tara, and and, and pregnant. Yeah, like that's it. That, those are those are the two that are like back at home. He has every single like the best, and their their plan is let's walk into this giant open field where anyone can get us from any possible side and just go for it. Just just make it all happen. It's just dumb. It's just well, so what, I, what I didn't understand is when they found the second map, Rick said, "Oh, now we know it's a trap." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, I was like, okay. what that meant was the team that they just took down was the trap, but in reality, that was the fake trap. No, right. I took the, it the, as the map that the blue-haired guy had was further false intelligence. Right. That and and it was making it it made it seem as the plan that was given to him. By Gregory, because they didn't it. believe Gregory's plan. They 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 figured Gregory's plan had to be bullshit, right? right? Well, they figured because, they, they no, couldn't they, necessarily trust it. They were going in because Dwight's right. supposedly because they're it. saying it. They even said, even Daryl said, what he said. He said, um, not Daryl, um, whatever. Rick, or Rick, uh, Rick said something. He said something about, um, I, of course, maybe Dwight didn't tell him. I think I think Daryl was still mad. Yeah, at him. D- Dwight. Yeah, Daryl. Daryl suggests that yeah, or or Dwight's betrayed us, like something yeah. like he says something along yeah. those lines. So, so they went in skeptical, but then they found the second map, which I'm assuming was identical to the map they had, and and that's when he said, "Oh, we now we know it's a trap." So I but was how thinking. Would he well, well okay, and, and, is... Negan, and Negan even says this. Negan says, "Rick will see this, and then he'll think that this is where I'm going to be." Like he right, puts all right. of that. Yeah, exactly. It goes exactly as that. he says it's going to go. Right, but <laughs> I, so that's where I was confused because I what I was assuming was is that Negan put the map with these with the, with the decoy team that matched the the map that they had before. So. So that way, Rick would he Negan was thinking Rick will see that this map is identical to the other map and know that he needs to continue on with the plan and that and that um, Gregory was telling the truth. And but then when Rick finds the second map, he's like, oh, no, now we know that 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 it's it's a trap. So I guess I don't understand why Rick why. Negan would get to a point where he would be able to ambush Rick if he if Rick knew it was a setup and was going to go mm-hmm. someplace different. Like that's right. where I, that, that's where the whole thing just kind of fell apart to me. It's all handled pretty hastily because it's a lot of it people tell, tell, telling you exactly. this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And so, then it happens. And the, the problem I have, so, the problem I have with it is that it all goes basically to plan. The only thing that doesn't right. happen right is that Eugene's plan messes everybody up. So they, they did this before too. They did this before where they were saying all this, like they spoke, they, they talked out all these plans. And all both sides, and none of it mattered. That was the beginning so of the season, just, right? Rick had they his were just master running plan. around. It just that, felt like right. they were just running around in circles, yeah. going at each other, but none of it mattered. So it was the thinking that that the map that Rick found on the decoy group was different than the one that they found from Gregory, and yes. then Rick goes, "Oh, this was this was a this was a trap. Now we have the real map. Now we'll be able to ambush Negan, and Negan planted that map." Knowing that the discrepancy would cause Rick Fine. to, yes, to, yeah, yeah. So, right, and, and then either way, Negan masterminded it to a point where he got Rick exactly where he wanted him at that field. So either way, yeah, it just right. it just That's was what sloppy. Matters. Yes, it, it was. It, 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 it was sloppy. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, in the end, I mean, it didn't. I, I didn't dwell on it too much, but it was just something that just stuck out to me, and I was like, wait a minute, like that. 
something something doesn't add up here. And I guess I just I, I dwelt on it enough to be like, yeah, you kind of like took shortcuts to get us to like where they need to be, but where mm-hmm. they need to be just made so little sense to me as far as we've seen them split up before. But the show right. requires one important to no, because she was there, Maggie was there, she was all screaming at him. So yeah, who's like right. Tara's yeah. the only one? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tara. that's Tara. That's it, right? <laughs> so the, the show, the show just the show's been like. T- twisted around to be like, well, we need to have all the major characters see Negan go yeah. down. So, yeah. regardless of how little sense it makes, we're going to make that happen. And where is it going to happen? In the giant open field where all of our heroes could easily be killed if they needed to, but not because yeah. but because the rock is different, it won't happen. And plus, <laughs> I mean, for Eugene's plan to work, they have to be led into the trap. You know, I'm right. kind of with Russell on this. Like, for Eugene's plan to, like, come to fruition that, you know, Negan's guys have to get the drop on him and then, mm-hmm. get you know, get taken out by the bad bullets. A, a drop just... that requires no one to shoot at them until <laughs> Negan has a random countdown from 3 to one Which makes me think they probably had the end game before they had how they'd get there. And I think that's kind of yeah. what, what was the case, and, and that's why it feels so, so rushed how they did it. I think a lot of my issue comes from how close this episode seems to want to play with the comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the comics had so much more time to earn certain yeah, things. It yeah. just kind of yeah. rushes into like, well, I guess we got to line up with this now. Uh, I feel so like it was probably. paid off better in the comics than it was here too. I mean, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we have we've had any lack of buildup, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <really. laughs> so that's the problem. But, I mean, the way things are paid off in the comic, I think, were much better and more impactful than they were here. Even though, I mean, like you say, it's fairly close to the way it ended in the comic. So, once uh, Negan announces himself, again, we don't really see where he is, but we see that they're basically lining the entire ridge surrounding Rick's team. He's kind of on the low ground. Negan's team is, and the Saviors are on the high ground. They're all armed with rifles. I guess Negan does do some kind of countdown, right? Three, two, one, or fire, or something like that. Yeah, he says he says three, two, one. Yeah, he has okay. and he has like he has Gabriel at gunpoint and all this too. Right, because he also threatens Gabriel. All the, and that's true because we at this point we think Gabriel's going to be a goner. He, he must, his, I thought when yeah. he got to one, he was going to shoot Gabriel as the signal to go. As, right, that would have been it. It kind of set us up to go that way. He, he ran out of coffins apparently too. <laughs> His troops appear and are prepared to fire. The second they pull their triggers, the bullets explode inside their guns, courtesy of Eugene. Uh, it's pretty cool. They, they, a lot of them go down. I mean, a lot of them just go straight down. Even even Negan's hand is pretty badly injured uh, from that from the, the bad or the tainted bullet, I guess. Not injured uh, enough. Not injured enough. It's true. <laughs> Some of the saviors try to attack their would-be bullet maker, but Rosita just swoops in and protects him. Like she immediately knew what was going on and, and and saved him. Well, yeah, like one of the captains of the, I'm getting a lot of feedback on my uh, one of the one of the captains walks. He's like him. He's the one that did this, and and Eugene like pulls out a gun and like shoots her really quick, and then Rosita like shoots the rest of them. <laughs> but he barely shoots her, right? He's he yeah, yeah, he, like, he, he yeah. just kind of like whoa, and he just gets a shot. Off <laughs> exactly. Well, I also thought that she might have been sparing Eugene because they're going to need the information inside his head. Yeah, I mean, it's a number of, but she, she yeah. the, the show's d- dumb enough to be like, well, she heard him. She heard them from that far away. Be like, hey, he's the one that did this. Blah. And so she's like, well, I guess I got to shoot these people to save them. And <laughs> then she, she punches them and everything's cool again. <laughs> so. so Negan, uh, then Rick, what does he do at this point? He goes, wow. What does he say? Come on. Come on, Daryl. What does he say? Fire, come on. Fire or whatever. He's like, 
once he realizes they have a shot, he rallies up the troops, starts taking them down one by one. Negan runs. As this is happening, the um the hilltoppers, the uh they're or like Terra and crew are in the in the no, it's Terra and, yeah, yeah, and the it's yeah. Terra the Saviors. It's Terra and the leftover saviors. There's like no one at Hilltop apparently. Right. <laughs> the, um, oh yeah, no, because the Hilltops they all left and went to like a bunker, right? They or they went like out of the thing. There was there was they, some they planned a way underneath the wall, is what they did. Yeah. They, they built a way so they can get out without going through the main gate. Uh, and, Terra leads them through that into the woods, but there's a baby too. Right? There's an infant that's crying. I said that's great. I suppose, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's the one time the baby's actually been a plot point as far as crying. So Mike Jones is obviously pissed off. And she said, um, she said you can hear that baby in New Jersey. I didn't hear the baby. I don't know what she was I, talking about, but I, I heard. Hear it. I, I had the fancy theater surround sound. I heard the baby. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm in crying. New Jersey. I didn't hear the baby. I don't know. Even in saying. the app, I heard the baby <laughs> when, I, when I when I watched it online. You can hear the baby. They made sure they did. They're loud. So with it's that. the one time baby crying has ever been a thing on this episode or yeah. on the show. Yeah. Was that Judith or was that the baby they got from the outpost? That's Gracie. It was just one of the older hilltoppers. They're just really whiny. That's <laughs> no, Gracie. That's Gracie. They're the one they got from the from the saviors, right? Okay. Oh, so it's not Judith. Never mind. Okay. No, it's not Judith. No, that makes way, that that's makes way more. That's sense. Gracie. Yes, that's. I forgot. Exactly. I forgot. There's another baby. There's another baby now. Yeah, Judith I completely forgot. Old. There's another. Baby. You forgot that episode Judith of Morales? How could you, like man? I know, right? I how did I forget the Morales? And yeah, Judith is too old. I was like, why is Judith crying? She's like, what? <laughs> that wasn't even Judith at the beginning, then, was it? That was the Gracie baby. Yeah, that was Gracie. Was giving it. Okay, because my my head was going through such a spin. I was like, "Wait, wasn't Judith older? What happened? What happened to the baby?" <laughs> I was so lost in this baby thing. Okay. Rick took out his father. Then Morales almost took out Rick. Come on, man! That was that was a that was a pivotal episode. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Morales we left a stamp. All right, <laughs> put him in the mail. He's a he's a stamp for life. He mailed now. it in. All right, yeah. yeah he <laughs> Right, but that was okay. So that all that so that that gave us um, Alden and the other like yes, Alden and the men savior, agree to help save your lights. Yeah, right. So as Tara turns to fire and protect the group that that she's protecting, uh, that's running away. You see these like, Molotov cocktails, firebombs coming out from the woods, and and the the saviors start exploding from these bombs. And we see that it's the Ocean Siders. And again, like you said, you saw Aaron. I could barely, I didn't even see it. But okay, I just saw, you know, they were all there with their, like their firebombs and their little staffs and stuff. And they, they blew up the Saviors. They, they were exactly where they, need, they needed. They were in the exact right place at the exact right time. Which at is, the and, exact right time. Yes. Yeah, and, and this is the only time, of the, this is the only time we ever see them in this episode. Yeah, yeah. right? So, I, yeah. Oh, I, hey, plot convenience. Okay, bye. The first right. time I totally missed them because I was, I thought to myself that whole thing with the with the, the Ocean Siders was a waste of time then if they never show up. So Aaron convinced him somehow. He, he, he and I had to watch it again, but you don't know you, you don't really notice it if you're not really paying that much attention. It just looks like it's just another group. I mean, if it's you're just seeing, part of the group, I, I saw a bunch of women throwing Molotov cocktails. Like that's not really a hilltop thing, let alone it's not any of the people we saw lining up to kill the saviors. It's not Tara and. Alden and the gang. <laughs> it's just <laughs> Alden. <laughs> so, I don't mind him. He's fine. He's he actually okay. His, he's all right. He does his. He does his job. Yeah, he's okay. But yeah, the the, the ocean side thing. Yes, it is the exact exactly the right time. There's no better moment they could have arrived except then. And it's for like just like the sea squad of saviors. It doesn't mean any. It doesn't make any impact on the rest of this episode. It's like okay, 
all that work that Aaron did was so they could like clean up some like side plot that we didn't care about anyway. But talk about C Squad, you didn't yeah. even see any close ups of those savers. They were again totally dispensable. You didn't yeah. see their faces. You don't know who they were. They were just some random bunch of saviors that were going to attack the hilltop at that particular moment. It's like you think an episode with the all-out war thing going on. It's like sure, all the guns blew up because Eugene, did, but like they'd have maybe like some kind of backup thing going, and then they'd like start getting some of the better of Rick's people. But and then Oceanside would come in and save them. But no, everything just goes exactly how it needs to. It's all happy, sunshine and rainbows all the way on this episode. <laughs> Rick and Negan fight, but Rick tells Negan doesn't have to be this way. Come on, Daryl. Oh, this this fight. <laughs> this this was this is this is rough. Yeah, wait, wait, the best, fight. Wait, 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 this fight. Let's back back up to this fight. Yeah. The fight is the fight is Rick has his his python, which is you know generally right. always has ammo, but he right, only has two right. bullets that yes. he misses so, this time. Which okay, sure. One of them. Hold on, hold on, hold on. One of them hits the stained glass, right, and, right. and cracks yeah. it, and a piece lands on the ground. Okay, that's pivotal. Right. That's, okay, right. What I like is there's it's an open field with one tree. <laughs> that's <laughs> Rick, it. Rick throws his gun down. He starts charging at at trying to. He's like trying to fight. He doesn't know where Negan is, even though he saw Negan put light behind, behind a tree, he, right? Yeah. And then he runs up right next to the tree, the only possible place Negan could be, and somehow still gets sucker punched with the bat. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That this whole fight was, yeah, kind of kind of fishy. Plus, I mean, when why would he throw the python away? I mean, he didn't. This, he, didn't uh, he didn't throw it away. He kind of twisted it. He like. Turned it down like he was going to use it to, to punt, like, as a weapon, but not. Uh, yeah, he didn't throw it, it away. It was in That's his that holster. Way. It was right. in his holster when they started. Oh, okay. Punting. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he didn't toss it. He just kind of twisted it and like like he was going to use it to hit it, hit him with the butt of it or something like that. <laughs> it's like it, it reminded me of that Monty Python sketch, how not to be seen. There's one goddamn yeah. tree. Where the hell is he going to be hiding? And he's a big dude, too. Is tree that's here in this big field? I don't know. (laughs) Could be this one tree over here. You can hide, but you can't run. (laughs) I see. Tag your Tag your So, again, they have this kind of back and forth. Uh, Negan eventually gets the upper hand on Rick a little bit. You know, he does actually... He he does take a whack. Negan beats the shit. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, all right. He takes a whack with Lucille and at Rick's stomach. So basically, Rick is bleeding a little bit right. from his now, stomach. Right. Well, he's hurt. He got a wound in his stomach. So and uh, before Negan can go in for the uh, the kill, so to speak. Before he says, before he gets to that, he ta- he has yeah. this one Negan line that I did like. He says, "I am bigger." I am better, <laughs> and I have a bat. <laughs> I did like that. I did. I did. Well, actually, it's funny you mentioned that. That's one line we missed just before when he was going to the loudspeaker. He says, I set up an ambush to stop your ambush, right? That was his other little Negan line. Yeah, yeah. Like, right? yeah that, there, yeah. We, we forgot that. But anyway, uh, so yes, he's got his bat. He's ready to take out Rick, and Rick starts going back to pleading for Carl, using invoking Carl, I should say. And he says, give me 10 seconds. Let me explain. It doesn't have to be this Power way. Carl compels you. The give Power me 10 seconds. Play he, the clip, Craig. Play the clip. I, I, have, I have the clip afterwards, not before. Okay? So, um, anyway, he gives it 10 seconds, and Negan starts to count. 10, 9, you know, just he's pissed. He doesn't even want to give him the 10 seconds, but he does it for Carl. And then Rick tries to explain the situation, and as soon as Negan gets close enough, he pulls like kind of like he same the same maneuver he did with Shane. He kind of reaches behind him and he grabbed that piece of glass, which I thought it was his knife, but it was a piece of glass, the piece of glass from that the picture, stained glass, the yeah. stained glass that fell down. He used that and slashes his throat, but not his jugular, just kind of the middle of his throat a little bit. So because it's not, it was symbolic. 
Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So I don't know then, why you would give him the ten seconds. That, that for Carl. For Carl. Yeah. yeah whatever. Man. Just so, it's like last week he ended by saying, "I'm just there's no there's no time for anything anymore." <laughs> but now this whole Carl it's thing. Ten is seconds. So much got ten nonsense. seconds. Yeah. Jim, think you of, know what it is. Think think of how think of how much more effective this could have been if if Carl died like last week or two weeks ago. And you'd like they, they, the emotion would all be right there on the surface right away. Everyone would be reacting in ways that make more sense to me. They wouldn't have well, time to dwell on all of this. They faced it. And, now, they now faced Aaron, it though, now here's the thing, though, is because I thought that, too. And I was looking at some stuff last night and um, it's actually based on timelines from interviews and everything else. It's only been 22 days since he killed Glenn. Right, that's what you, exactly. They wasted the first so, half of, of this season. So Carl, yeah. Carl dying was just a, a day ago, maybe in in the actual. Oh, it's time. more. It's more than a day ago. The whole Carl dying. Thing. I mean, he he took a day to die. Like, well, I'm forever. just saying though, is is this whole two seasons, season seven and eight, takes place over the course of twenty to twenty five days. Yeah, it's time jump so, time. So, yeah. I'll put okay. I'll put it this way: the show's the show's not doing a good job conveying any of this. It's, it's, well, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. There's 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 a re, yeah. There's a reasonable way to portray any of the, any of this kind of logic. I mean, what like Lost was able to do that for the most part for for a lot of it as far as compressing amount of time and making you really feel the kind of the, the constraints upon it. Something like this is like it's dragged out. It's built up, like Jim, you've mentioned. And I feel like I should be at the precipice here of like, okay, Negan is at this boiling point and Rick is at this boiling point for very specific reasons that I should understand, yet I don't. It just feels like it's going back and forth all the time on what kind of character Rick. If anything, that makes it worse you telling me that information because Rick is like all over the place then. If he's duplicitous at one point, he's given his word at the next point, he wants to kill Negan, yeah. he doesn't want to kill Negan, it just doesn't make any goddamn sense. I didn't say it was written well, I just said it <laughs> yeah. was 20, 25 days. That makes it it makes it worse to think about that. <laughs> think about how how much of a missed opportunity it is to see all this. Yeah, that just seemed it just did not ring true to me. And maybe it is because this, the time has been so strung out or whatever. But like, I don't know. It just didn't seem like a very Negan thing to do to me. Well, all that being said, Rick got the upper hand, and he dealt a somewhat fatal blow. Could have been a can potentially I, fatal blow to Negan. Go ahead. Yeah. Can I back up a second? We find out afterward, so, okay, he he does the 10 seconds. I know I'm skipping ahead, but but it kind of goes to my point. So we're only, at this point, we're only kind of seeing it from their perspective. It's really tight. You know, the shot's really tight. And he he wants, you know, Rick wants his his um, his 10 seconds. And, and Negan's going to give it to him. And then after he slashes his throat, we turn around and we find out they're all standing like right there. <laughs> both so, groups, both groups, so, like the Saviors right. and the right, right. Carl's so group, Rick's group. What? Because I thought the same thing too. And then after the after the reveal, I thought, okay, well maybe part of what Negan wanted his ten seconds for, what agreed to it was either one he saw like he's about to get overrun, to you know anyway. Or two, maybe this buys him some time to think. Like, okay, what? Wh how can I? How can I get out of this? Or how can I maneuver maneuver myself out of this? Because I'm seeing Rick in front of me, and then his entire crew, like right behind them. And well, it wasn't it was apparent. Carl. Well, and then there's that too. But <laughs> the way they but, shot it, it looks like he was. Focused but yeah, on it Rick. wasn't apparent that that was going on until after the fact. So to me, it kind of 
it helped because I I, th- I was thinking the same thing. Like Negan's, you know, no, they're they're just going to go head to head. But Negan's also a survivor, and he he wants to always find a way out or a way f- a way to to keep going. And so again, I just I thought after the fact that maybe this was his way. This ten seconds was a way for him to to buy more time or to think of a way out or a plan or or, or, or something. Yeah, I thought in all the ways that it did follow the book in this finale, that this fight in particular should have followed the book more. Uh, agreed. Because there were like things in, in that that were just that were just very cool and emotional, and like yeah, like kind of thing. I remember reading, it, and then I see it played out on the show, and it just didn't have that impact for me at all. So. Hmm. Sorry to be a I downer. Agree. No, no, <laughs> no, I agree. With you, man. I um I mentioned the Carl thing as far as him dying closer to this finale than to also that whole hilltop battle that was like at least two days right there yeah i mean it's been it's been like five days since carl died like it's not it's not that close regardless um what, what i'm getting at as far as carl's impact on this is he's it just it's so it shows so much more as being just done for the sake of shock value and whatever other behind the scenes stuff might have been happening um that it just it doesn't register to me as anything important so we talk about this negan having feelings for carl it just never it never makes any sense for me every time it pops up and it pops up at the times that should make it matter i should care mm-hmm. about this i should care about the fact that negan wants to hear rick out or negan has yeah. a real vendetta against this whole thing but because Instead of giving us like Carl like saying these last thoughts to Rick himself, we got these crappy note things that just mean nothing to me. It just has nothing. There's no impact here. There's no. There's nothing about this character that like makes me think, oh man, I really feel like I lost something once we lost Carl because Carl just hasn't done anything enough to in the in the most recent seasons beyond just being a character on the show. Right? I just don't care. I don't care about anything happening. So the stakes just seem so low for this, except for yeah. two bros are going to bro down for the last time before they can stop broing against each other. Agreed. I wonder if it would have mattered more if they, instead of killing Carl off like they did, had him dying, but then he goes off to stop his father from killing Negan. Something like that that makes him seem like more of a presence. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's about to go. Like he he didn't even have to be dying of the zombie thing. He could just be dying from something else, whatever it is. And he just, um, and Michonne is like, they're going off to fight. He wants to go. He can't. They won't let him go. And then he, he goes off on his own anyway. And he and he reaches them and he's there. before he's about to do it. Yeah. Carl would never wander off on his own. You know. If he got Gabriel disease or something, he was just dying from that. So he could like right. still right. be around. Right. <laughs> yeah, if he and got rectal disease. Yeah, and that would be the thing to be like that. You know, no, don't do it. It would kind of have the weight to it. I could see Negan maybe, or even if Simon had killed him, then Negan would have felt responsible. Or yeah. that that could be you another know? thing That's... where he was killed by Simon. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah the the randomness of Carl's death is what really doesn't help either. It's just like the kid that's been one of the more efficient killers on the show Ooh. just got bit by a zombie once. Like okay, right. or whatever. imagine me, or I mean, but may, you know, like maybe Simon was responsible for it. If if, if would have been something if Simon had said. That's why that kid needed to die or something right. under his breath, you know, and then Negan could respond to that. Like what? And and it, it could have been a moment. Yeah. Something to fire mm-hmm. up Negan more than just, well, he had right. a note and he just heard someone yeah. talk about it. Okay. He ate spaghetti with him once. Right. It just doesn't. <laughs> they never they never sold that. Like, that's always been the running joke about how he loves his kid that he was about to kill. 
like, but he never sold it. Like, they could have even gave him a kid or something. Like, he had a kid and he lost a kid in, uh, when the the plague happened. Yeah, something to give it more weight with, or to at least put the onus on Negan to, like, feel a little more about Carl. Right. You know? That's right. why I suggest why would he Simon had killed him. At least he would have felt somewhat responsible because, you know, Simon's his crew. You know? I would have liked it. I mean, I wouldn't have liked it. But, I mean, I would have. it would have been a stronger impact on yeah. Simon and on his, you know, like his upcoming death because, you know, EJ would have took him out. You're like Simon gets like a kill shot in and like Carl's, de- this is so horrible. Carl, right. Carl's like slowly dying in this episode. Mm-hmm. Or something like that. just any of these things. Right. Or but obviously was, the other the other thing is Negan dies this episode, uh, which also would leave some kind of impact at least too. Like, but and I thought that that I thought that all the stuff with the contract stuff it was all just a game to get us to not, you know, to 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 throw us off because I really thought, oh, they're gonna kill him. Yeah, it would, it would have certainly put the period on this all-out war thing before they yeah. did jump or whatever in the next season, yeah. and it would have really like showed some. I'm sorry, it would have really showed like some finality to the right. storyline rather right. than now. There's going to be this whole. Well, I mean, we'll get to it. There'll be the whole, you know, Maggie wanting a revenge, a little secret society, and Rick's. Because you fooled me if you do that. Like, and I and yeah. I and I, I think I even called it that. That will probably be the next problem for next season. Will be keeping each other from going off the rails before that uh, other group comes. But looking at this series as a whole, I mean, these major moments, despite certain characters still being alive or certain ones that don't exist being involved, they've pretty much followed the comic beat for beat in that regard as far yeah. as mm-hmm. the, the governor, right. uh, uh, you know, Negan now, the prison stuff, things got shifted around a bit, uh, right. specific, specifically with Flory and the baby. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like, Things, uh, the I mean, Negan's introduction by killing uh, Glenn. Obviously, the Abraham thing was a new one, but I mean, everything's kind of living up to a level of expectation that mm-hmm. <laughs> the comic readers at least know. I mean, obviously, there are fans of the show that don't read the comics or whatnot, so it's somewhat surprising to them. Um, but I mean, it's yeah. hard to kind of it's hard to have certain expectations at this point when it keeps but, kind of going in line with some of the major beats of the of the of the but, comics. But every major beat you just met, and I, I don't want to be this guy. Oh, it was better in the book or whatever. But every single beat you just mentioned seemed more effective in the comic to me than in the show. And I don't know if that's the writing, the pacing, or what. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm trying not to sound like the you know the you know Debbie Downer here, but but I mean like. All those things seem to have more weight to them in the book. I mean, not because I read it first in the book, but because of the way they're implemented on the show. You know, they could have been could have been just as cool, in, you know, in the show as in the book, but they just weren't. Especially this. For the most part, I agree. I mean, I it's not a matter like I could I've watched plenty of things that have been adapted from other things where mm-hmm. the 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 source material makes no matter to me as long as you're making a good movie, video game, right. film, what have you. But yeah, no, there's a lot of things here where it's like. Yeah, I see what you did, and that's that's a way to do it, I guess. But it, yeah, it, it didn't leave me with the. I was upset when Glenn died in the books, like that. That and that yeah. was that made me legitimately for a, a graphic novel. Yeah, I, I did not feel good after reading that. And yeah. this is just like, well, that was just a bad episode, and that happened also in it. Like that's that was my reaction to that. You were we yeah. all we know that. Um, and the same kind of thing is here. It's like, okay, so this is how all out war is going to end in the books. And I, I got to think about that and dwell on the ideas like, okay, that was actually a interesting way to go about things. But in this show, it's like, yeah, all right. You built that up, I guess. <laughs> did, did any of you think that 
Well, I mean, I guess it makes no sense. We all knew Negan was coming back, right? So no one thought he was dead here, right? I mean, nobody did. Uh, we didn't necessarily... I didn't... Like, like Daryl, you were saying, I mean, it could have been all smoke. Like, it could have been a... Yeah. Would have been, I think it would have been great if it had been. Right. Yeah. I, I thought for a hot minute that they that he killed him. Like You did? Just be- okay, so you really did. I, I did. Because oh, wow. Okay. He just, because it was so quick and swift. Mm. And given... And, and I guess this is maybe what betrays it a little bit, but given the headspace Rick was in and the fact that he's in this betrayal mode and what he, you know, what he did in a few episodes back, I was like, oh, he, he totally wanted to lull, use his kid to lull Negan into a false sense of security and then, and then just took him out. I really thought he was dead. Wow. That would have made Rick more interesting. It would have been quite a surprise plot wise. Right. Hmm. Well, at this point, Rick has the upper hand. Uh, Negan is dying. He's bleeding through his throat. But he he tells everyone that's watching basically that this is over. And he, all he, this is just what was. Exactly. He tells Sadiq to go save him. And at that point, Maggie just starts flipping out. And, and I don't blame her. I um, acting, you know, she has. He, he, he. Oh, she was great. And she's like, no, he has to die. He has to die. In fact, I think I have a clip of it. Uh, Right here, let me see if I can play it. Yeah. Oh, she's great. Her screaming was primal. And Michonne's holding her. Yeah. It had me tearing up. Rick. What we lost. There's gotta be something in <laughs> Right, Daryl? Yeah. Once we have them up, put your hands down. Put them down. Come around. We're all going to go home now. We're all going to sing. Come on. I'll make chili. Get your guitar. Megan's alive. I'm going to show you how to make good spaghetti. Come on. <laughs> the, um, the thing I wanted to get to involving all this is the uh, that, that Laura character. Hmm. When she revealed Dwight last week, didn't she say something along the lines? The only thing that kept me going was knowing that I could rat you out to Negan because right. I'm exactly. Negan. Yes. I'm, the mo- yes. I'm the most Negan there is. Look how Negan yep. I am. She's- Cut me and I bleed Negan. Like all that. And this week she's like, all right, we give up. That's it. I'm playing I vegetables, I'm playing yeah. vegetables now. So, yeah, I knew that's what you meant. Because I'm was- the of Negan right here. And I got to yeah. say, wow. this like, you know, we, we lost one battle, so clearly we're done. Like, that's it. Like, that's, There's we, no backstory. Live with that, we'll pay the price. I promise, <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. You use too much cheese on your spaghetti. I gave up before this. Okay, you don't give me the speech. We already gave up. <laughs> you you eat all my garlic bread, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> garlic bread? We'll, we'll fill it out, you know, be a hip hopper, or be a Rick and Gang. We get Jackie's. Oh, it's great. Fairness. 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 Oh, yeah, sure, it's fair. Yeah, we gave up. One plate, one one meatball. Does this, does this, this a lot? Does he get the speech fine? Because we can oh, already. He can keep talking, I guess. But, uh, yeah, okay. We are live. That's there. Yeah, and, right. and then we see the herd. It, it is quite big. And actually, in this shot, it is—it's yeah. humongous. There's, I mean, it's, there's, there's ketchup there's a, and water. It's <laughs> gravy. 
Walker's big. Yeah. Oh, man, those are, those are bad. And Negan, Negan was all about hating Walker's, too. So we're on board with the Walker. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. he we had get- some pretty elaborate ways of diverting them. Didn't Fat Joey have this whole highway system set up to protect yep. them, right? Yeah. Sure did. Yeah, I believe it's Fat Joey. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Fat Joey. I know. Unless we stand together. You get that? Stand together. Did you get that, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> stand together. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because when we were with Negan, we were kneeling. But we're not kneeling. We can stand. We're you standing. Can, you okay. can stand okay. together. Because stand up. This is stand life, up. and that's death over there. That's right. <laughs> not dead, though, because we gave up. Just making that clear. Uh, I'm not Negan. Yeah, no, look, my, my hands are down. It's, I'm Rick now. I'm not Negan anymore. I'm Rick. I'm yeah, Rick. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Rick, is that what we're doing? Rick yeah, the prick. Okay. We're yeah, alive. <laughs> He's dead. He's dead. Sure. <laughs> came up with Rick. I didn't say that whatsoever. We gave up. Good. We're, we're the future. He's the past. <laughs> I love the future. I love the future. We can't love all that. That's great. <laughs> But they're all standing there. I mean, it, I thought it was a cool moment. I really did because it really could have added another twenty minutes of him just talking to the group. Could you? Could you have seen three commercial breaks of just this? You could, yeah. right, Daryl? You yeah. could, right? Yeah. I know, I know. We did. And everybody in the group is whispering, "Is he done yet? Is like, he... Why is he still talking?" <laughs> and, then, and then somebody whispers, "Negan's already dead. He just bled out. I'm sorry." <laughs> I was going to say that all that time. Bled out. <laughs> They just—they cut over to Sadiq and he's just shaking yeah. his head no. No, he like, kept talking. He's dead. He's, he's over gone. the body. <laughs> like, oh. Oops. A little before this. Go home. <laughs> Go home. He says. Then Go home. Then the work begins. The new world. We clean yourself up. We all smell like ass. <laughs> Especially my feet. All this. Go out and find your fingers. Change the shoes. Is there any divorce lawyers at the hilltop? Because we got some, <laughs> got some, we got some wedding things we got to mix up here. Because the whole Negan thing. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, that was. I thought it was good though. It really it brought everyone together on this together. This, this together on this hilltop, and it really it is silly to be fighting each other. It's like, come on, we we why are we doing this? It makes absolutely no sense. I think Rick is one hundred percent right. I know it took a long time to get to this point, but. Negan's way of doing things was wrong, ultimately, even though they tried to redeem him a little bit towards the end. But, you know, why? We, we, we are alive. We should not be fighting each other. We should be fighting the dead. The dead are the enemy. But that yeah. that's the problem. And that's the whole idea here, which I think is, I don't know, it's pretty if cool. It's a cool moment in the show. Woman, I mean, if they had had that woman, instead of being the one that pointed the fingers, if they had had that woman talking amongst the workers saying, we don't have to be, like, it doesn't have to be that drastic like we don't have to to do it this way if she, she could have said that to eugene when she had eugene scenes back in the day like right. it's almost like they don't think this thing they don't think it through with some of these characters to earn moments well, well, dwight, treat- dwight had the second guesses second thoughts right that was yeah that was his yeah role. but yeah but we never got her saying anything to eugene or whatever when negan wasn't around like we could you know like okay you're scared negan so that's why you'll say certain things, but we never got her, you know, saying anything other than I'm Negan. You know, I bleed Negan. Like I am, right, you know, right. like because so. Because the thing is, is they have mm. portrayed the saviors as nothing but sheep in this entire two seasons. Because, I mean, you've seen it just in the last few episodes. They think Negan's dead. Simon steps in and fills that void, and they just follow well, blindly along. 
And then, then, then Negan shows back up, kills Simon. They follow, fall right back in line behind him. Daryl's right. There's two versions. There's two versions. There was the killer saviors that we were all afraid of at the beginning of the arc, and now there are the sheep saviors that aren't doing nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just saying, because now wanna... Rick defeats Negan, and now they're like, right. oh, well, Rick, Rick, you know, he's right. We'll go forward together. Yeah, you got the ones that love it the way it is, and the others that are like, I just want to eat. Like, I just want, you know, I just want people to be able to live. I just want to live. You know, you have, they've done that. I mean, they've shown those two sides. So. Craig, yes. To, uh, to get to back to the Rick thing real quick, I mean, I get what you're saying as far as, yeah, it's great to hear Rick give a nice speech because Andrew Lincoln knows how to, you know, say these lines effectively. But this is season eight, dude. Like, we've we've seen him give this speech over and over again. <laughs> I know. They've run into plenty of big bads where it's like, why are we fighting each other when we could be all the same side together? Family. Hashtag. Like, I just, I, I, I yeah. It's great to hear it again, but it's like you can edit a clip show together showing different scenes with the same speech being picked pick by piece by piece in different scenes of the episode, different episodes, and make a coherent speech, though, because it's the same words. And the, what makes this one worse for me is that it's not coming from Rick anymore. It's coming from Sage St. Coral, who, like, you know, wrote some words somehow and, like, just made a deep impact on Rick, who apparently forgot that this is what he was about, even though he's already accomplished this multiple times and then had to rediscover the fact that we should be working together against walkers. It's like, great revelation there, Rick. Good job your son, who never wrote anything in his damn life, was able to write like a f-ing passage for you to suddenly get behind and speak up in a moment of need when you have an improv speech you have to come up with, which is just and made up of other speeches you've given already before. And not, just, only, not, and not only that, the speeches are almost always at the end of a season. Yeah, <laughs> or, or the midseason, or the midseason. Yeah, or like the midseason break. It's yeah. always like it's, it's always like when they're breaking. It's the beginning, the middle, and the end. This whole the first episode was all Rick's speech during a montage of let's set up to kill saviors. Right. It's like, certainly got points for bookending. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm gonna play my son's song. He he had a group before he died. Playing <laughs> music right now. Everybody, hold hands. We're gonna listen. <laughs> you have a oh, moment of silence for Carl. Oh yeah, it was good music. <laughs> I just wish the boy would cut his hair. He never did. He never did. So, yes, I understand what you're saying. I, I still found it somewhat enjoyable, though. It, it, I it, did, needed, though. it needed to happen. <laughs> I, 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 I agree did. with you. It, it, it was I way did. too long to get to this point, too. Yeah, but still, that's that's the main. Like, I'd be probably way less critical of all of this if this took like a season or two and not you know what do we say like a third of the whole series <laughs> to do this um but i mean yeah clearly there are people yeah you love it daryl loves it clearly the audience at my theater clapped like i get it i get that there's a love here i'm not against the show it's just like you could do it's more frustrating to know someone could do something better than do something like this like poorly i don't think it's done poorly i just think it's done average when there's room for above average Oh, I agree with you. You're I, right, though. I think things are going to change drastically, right. though, next season. They, they made a lot of hints. I've, I've seen some articles where they said, this is not just a season ender. This is like the the end of a chapter or the end of a certain way of yeah. doing things. So, I mean... That's the other uh, thing. It doesn't feel like that. I, mean, I know. I it doesn't feel like it. Season, right. next, next season, it will have to be that because the status quo needs to change. Right. But as far as watching an episode of television that's supposed to tell me that this is the end of everything until next time, it didn't feel like that. I just feel like, all right, they wrap yeah. this one up. 
So Rosita asks Eugene if he sabotaged the bullets, which he admits he played along with the saviors in order to defeat them. Rosita's grateful, but she still gives him a clock, basically just decks him or oh, tries yeah. to deck oh. him across the, the Oh, jaw. she hit him hard. Hit him hard. I, 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 wrote, the, I wrote the line now. He, he, um, he added a modicum of bluey for a whole, for a full kablooey. I, I laughed at that one too. Modicum, yeah, that was pretty funny. He had a whole uh, bunch of like, he had a whole bunch of speeches about like his whole motivation and everything. But he explained where it came from though. Yeah, exactly. He, yeah. Didn't she hit him for puking on him? But now they're uh, even though. Then now it's like they're they're almost okay now. Like they, you know, she she was so angry at him, but I guess what he did took courage. Yeah. Maybe they'll even start dating. Well, well she had to admit <laughs> what he did took courage. She she her problem with him is he had no courage. All right. So I mean, you never know. Yeah. I, I don't think they're nope. think going to date. It's uh, not going to happen. Don't. Oh, cowardly <laughs> lion! You had all the courage all along. That's right. Oh. oh. I was going to say no one died, so she's happy. But that's the other thing about this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, like remember when people died on the show? I like, do. This is all out war. Who died? No one. Well, a like, bunch of like, sheep saviors. That's all. A bunch we, of red shirts. Red shirt saviors. We have no idea who they are. Yeah. It'd be sad if Jerry died, but at the same time, it's like he's the kind of expendable character that could have probably. You died. shut your mouth and don't even put those words out there. That does not need to happen. Jerry lives, or we riot. <laughs> I mean, was Carl if, supposed to be like, "Well, like, that was that was that pushed us too far, guys. We can't do well, any. Nobody else dies." If there aren't any consequences and there aren't any stakes, you know, they might as well all be dancing out in the field. You get a flat test. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind I'm of damned sorry. if you do, damned if you don't. Right. Though. Yeah. Because yeah. I understand they... that, but I mean, there there are characters they could have conceivably taken out. I, I yeah. mean, I like Jerry too, but it's the whole thing of Jerry. You know, when when um, the the uh, the king in the kingdom when he was talking about like people die, like even if we win, people will have to die. Like it. It's true though. Like even if they win this this battle and they end it, there's no way people are not going to die on on both sides. Yet they don't. Like it didn't. It didn't make sense to line that up and not and not pay it off at all. Which also makes me think we just don't want anybody mad at us at the end of the season. That's what it feels <laughs> more like. That's what it felt like. We don't like, want anybody like, no more hate. Mad at us. No more hate. We yeah, like, well, then I don't know that they accomplished that mission. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> but not for the reason they think. Well, because it's, betray it's betraying the precedent set up by the show as far as mm -hmm. this is a yeah, show where, is. where cast members can die unexpectedly. Die. Just like that that's a thing that happens. Does it make you upset? Sure, it's supposed to do that. But I'm that's the way of this world. Right. But even if, if you're... Even if you don't go that far with it, mm -hmm. if you're if you're in a, a war setting where there's a final battle, there wasn't right. much emphasis on the fact that people were battling. I mean, there are people fighting. Like I saw Morgan knock a guy out with a staff, and Jesus like, mm -hmm. Morgan, remember, don't use the stabby end. Like I saw that nonsense. But like, you know, Michonne has a sword. She's running after saviors. Feels like I probably should have seen some of that action. Like none of that was really happening here. It just kind of came this, you know, the macho fight between Rick and Negan. It was restrained. And, yeah. And thematically, yeah. Yeah, I get the purpose of that because you're also backing up Carl's right. whole like, you don't have to do this. So the show's mm -hmm. ideally trying to show you how much we don't need to show violence, but at the same <laughs> time, this is The Walking Dead. It was <laughs> almost like a like a, a sci-fi adventure, like it was like a Star Wars ending of a Star Wars, you know, early Star Wars. I'm talking about like the Ewoks and stuff. I mean, in the bright on. sun. Well, the Ewoks died, but I mean, who cares about the Ewoks? I'm talking about people in general. I mean, it was just. People were running around smiling and fighting because people were smiling as they were fighting. I mean, it just mm. didn't. 
I'm not, I'm, feel like look, a war. I'm not trying. I, I'm with you guys. I'm not trying to be bloodthirsty. I'm not saying, oh, people need no. to die. Blah, blah, blah. I'm know. saying that if you have an arc that takes a whole season to get through mm-hmm. called All Out War, right. and, and people go to war, that there should have been some consequences here. Yeah, and it's like there all the really, consequences there really weren't. You had know? nothing to do with the war itself, right? right like Carl, right. Carl was killed, had nothing to do with the fight. That could have yeah, happened Simon. Anytime. Yeah, Simon wasn't really killed based on the fight. It, it, nope. He was betrayal. I mean, yeah. I get what you're saying. I totally get it. And you neutered a guy that really didn't care. I mean, he beat uh, he beat some dudes' heads in while people watched, like as as people were tied up and watched and didn't didn't even think twice about it. Right? To take that away from it, like to 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 change it up and have it that this guy like he doesn't want to use the bat ever again. He's not that bad. Like it, it just. Yeah. I don't know. It cheapens this whole thing. Like it, it's, it's the, the governor point. all over again. Yeah, it just it really cheapens it because this is a war, and there should be casualties, and they should, <laughs> we should lose people that we don't want to lose. There should be some of that in this. Um, credit credit to the governor stuff. Like I hated those episodes of Bearded Governor, but that was when he was all by himself. Once he got back to being a part of a group, he yeah. did chop Herschel's goddamn head off with a yeah. sword. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're right. At the end of that battle, I felt horrible. At the end of that battle, I felt horrible because I lost somebody a character I liked. Yeah, so. and Daryl killed a tank, so it was a cool yes. episode. I mean, he did. <laughs> all by himself. Tank. Yeah. But that felt like more of an all-out war than this did. Yes, it did. There were yes, it did. The yep. people, d- people walked away hurt. Like, people walked away with loss. And and, and, and they were mourning at the end of this of, of that season. And Rick gave a very similar speech, like you said, Aaron, uh, on that, in that particular yeah. episode. We can put it all behind us. We can live together. Come in the gates. Drop your guns. Come on, live. You know, you offered to live together, and, and but the governor wasn't having it. He was too deep. Yeah, it fa- and it fails. And then that's just the mid-season, right? Because right. the second yeah. half of the season is everyone recovering from how horrible yeah, that on the war tracks. was. Yeah, right. Now, I can get that, you know, you don't want to repeat that necessarily, but like you said, uh, Russell, there's a lack of consequences. There's no, like... At the end of this this war that took up a third of the show, what really happened? We lost Glenn. We lost Abraham, Denise. Denise, right? What? Both, what? Both like Denise's. Carl, Carl, Sheba. Sheba. Olivia, <laughs> Tobin. But none of them were from this actual war. You know, like <laughs> Russ and I are making. I mean, Russ and I are kind of making the same point here. I mean, there were yeah. no without consequences. There's no stakes, and without stakes, there are no, there's no drama. You know, and it just. Like, well, steaks, all you have is chicken, damn it. Yes, there you go. And, 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 macaroni, and macaroni salad. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. This is where the point where we see Morgan starting to take off his gear as he's walking away, and he starts handing it over to Carol, um, telling her to give it to Henry and tell the boy that he'll be okay. So, I'm going out into the great unknown, so let me take all my protection away from my. That's right. So I'm surrendering my 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 hilltop. My, I'm sorry, my kingdom gear. He's no longer a kingdomer. I swear, he's like a phone. He's like, I got to go back to the factory settings that I had prior, <laughs> <laughs> where I don't I don't kill. And he's I just, an iOS update, huh? That's what he needs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's going right back to. No, he's going to be a new phone. He's going right oh, back to factory his, reconditioned. His, okay, gotcha. Yeah, to go to to the other show now. He can he can be the same. You know, he can he can build up a new Morgan like they did this Morgan. 
It'd be pretty funny if he met someone along the way and learned more skills. Like, you know, another cheesemaker that taught him more and deadly stuff. What else is he going to do unless he's going to be able to not get shot? I mean, I guess that would <laughs> he'll be... Learn, he'll learn beekeeping or... <laughs> Husbandry. <laughs> crochet, you know. <laughs> Things aren't so rosy between Dwight and Daryl. However, Daryl drives Dwight out into the wilderness, and this is where Dwight again. He's a pretty good actor. I have to say, Austin Emilio, you definitely even feel it. this. I, if he if Daryl had just shot him and killed him, that would have been more Walking Dead, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, because at this would've. point, you almost yes. feel for Dwight. He's, you feel that Dwight should go off and take that truck right. and try to find his wife, but then Daryl kills him in cold blood. And that would have been Walking Dead. That would have been. Walking, I, it would have been Walking Dead. You're but right. Instead, we get. It basically, as like I almost thought they were going to show him with her holding a baby, laughing and smiling and waving at people as they walk by, drinking was, wine. Yeah, <laughs> I was fine with this scene until we get to the end that we'll talk about. Yeah, and yeah, no, yeah, like, it, it it just t- reverts the scene entirely. Yeah. It's like, what? Well, why did that happen? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, if if yeah. All right, so Daryl tosses Dwight the keys and says, "Listen, all right." You lost your LA privileges, right? He was basically <laughs> right. You stay gone and you be gone. You be that's, gone. That's, that's pretty. That's that's pretty good. So uh, <laughs> if, <laughs> he pulled the big rames on him, right? She does. Daryl looked like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna hit, get some hard hitting homeboys over here. Get medieval on his ass. If his ass his ass pops up in the scavengers territory, I want a man popping out of a junkyard to put a cap in Indochina. <laughs> Give me that in the episode. I want to say that. Oh man! Uh, but he also tells he tells Dwight to find her. Meaning again, he still has he owes a debt of gratitude to Sherry because he wouldn't yeah. have been let out of that prison without Sherry. Yeah, it was her. So he says, "Find her. That's it." And then just he leaves. He leaves him be. He lets yeah. him in the truck, and then Dwight is really relieved. I mean, Dwight really thought this was the end for him. He thought he was he's a goner. He thought he was dead. Yeah. So yeah. Daryl is up to date on the whole Sherry thing because I forgot about this. Well, Sherry is the one that let him out. That will yeah. let him out, yeah. You know, yeah, but, so but he but he knew that Cherry was like gone and Dwight was like looking for her or something. Oh yeah, because it was a code orange or something. Like that. Yeah, he knew about all that. Oh yeah, right. Because as soon as she let him out, she was gone or she was out. She was done. So they probably shared that information. I bet when when, when Dwight was being debriefed the first time, he probably you know explained all that. But whatever, either way, it doesn't matter. He knew. Sure. So Dwight returns to the home that she and Sherry shared where he finds a note from her that simply reads, well, it says D on the outside, then he opened it up and it says honeymoon with an infinity symbol in it. Mm-hmm. So I guess that means go to the place where we have our we had our honeymoon, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Which, will be, which, I don't know, I heard there might be another character from The Walking Dead going to fear The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Could it be Dwight? Oh, that's interesting, actually. So they had the That'd honeymoon in, in Texas, huh? That'd be pretty cool. Maybe. I, yeah, I don't know. Or he's going to join saying, the Infinity saying, War I'm, I'm coming out at the end of this month. Yeah, I was right? going to say okay, it right. could be an Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> it's all connected. The whole, the whole other characters going to fear. Was that more of just like other characters are going to pop up in this week's episode of Fear the Walking Dead? That's kind of so. Yeah, I read, I read a total clickbait headline. It was like. <laughs> More than just Morgan made the switch to Fear yeah. the Walking Dead. Yeah, right. three, three of them technically uh, did, like, right? Rick was in it, and yeah, so was Carol. And, was, and yeah, right. Uh, and I was like, there was like a tweet or something that said it. So yeah, and so I, cl- I of course, I I clicked the bait. link. <laughs> I totally clicked the link because I'm like, okay, this is dumb, but I got to see how they're going to fool everybody. And sure enough, it's it's like 
well, Morgan talked to Carol, then he talked to Rick, and mm. he, you know, and he, he talked to Jesus. So, like, it wasn't just Morgan that well, made the jump. It technically, was it was four- a crossover. I mean, they, they were in that show, right? So, yeah. damn it, they fooled me because I thought I was still watching Walking Dead. Yeah. I read a, a chat this morning that a um, bunch of people were speculating that next season, season nine, that uh, Negan will escape. And he will actually make his way to Texas where he will try to rebuild the Saviors and will be foiled by uh, Morgan because he knows who he is. Mm-hmm. knows who he That's really is. Oh, if they That's do that, that they got a problem. No, I, exactly. No, I, yeah, I, I don't want that. I just said I read that. I don't want that. That's, that sounds ridiculous. I actually That like, sounds like somebody wants that. To have, like the writer of yeah. that piece wanted that. He, he's deliberately leaked it out just to see yeah. how we get the yeah, reaction no, again. Uh, right. This right. wasn't an article. This was a bunch of people in a discussion online. Chat oh, that's even worse. So I'm Mor- just saying it sounded interesting, but I would not want that. No. Morgan heads to the trash heaps to find Jadis on his way out of town, uh, who he Anne. tells. Yes. And yeah, and well, hold on. Whom he tells that Rick is inviting her to join the community. He doesn't even say the war is ended. He, he's very no. he's very vague with her. He speaks in his yeah. his his fragmented or uh, truncated Morgan, sentences. Morganese. His Morganese, yeah. It's like you know mm-hmm. he, he could just said, listen, listen, girl. Uh, the war's ended. Rick won. Why don't you go live with him? He you know. But no, he had to do it in his weird way of talking. Anyway, she agrees, and then also discloses that her, her name is Anne, right? Not Jane. This. Yes. This, this is the funniest scene to me in the whole episode because as soon as she's like, she has this smile and she's like, you know what? You're right. I am good. Let's go. Let's go out. Let's hold hands and walk out of here. And Morgan's like, no. Nope. Mary Tyler Moore nah. theme to start and, playing it. And, 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 and then, but then Morgan's like, no, <laughs> not me. I'm staying here. <laughs> just, Word, just, I'm taking your place. He just like undercuts her entirely in like one sense. Like, nope, not. I was I, just. I'm a messenger. I'm, I'm just here. I, I'm, I'm moving in. You're moving out. That's it. Yeah. The secret <laughs> origin shouted, of the secret origin of Sanford and Son. I'm saying. Then he started yelling. This is my house now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming to meet you, Elizabeth. Not for nothing. Just a side note. Since Jadis lost her Romulan haircut, man, she's looking pretty good. Just gotta say, and her name Mike. is now Anne. That's her real name yeah. is Anne. Okay. At the hilltop, Alden offers to help Maggie build up the community with the book left to them by Georgie. Uh, later, Maggie sits in a private meeting. Okay, so this kind of gloss over the whole conversation, but uh, Alden's pretty cool. I'm kind of digging him. Like he's he's, he's definitely a reformed savior. He definitely wants uh, to help out. Oh yeah. Again, mm-hmm. another another conversation that in and of itself, I was like, okay, I get it. And then mm-hmm. it's totally ruined by the next scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, Maggie sits in a private meeting with Jesus. I like that Alden had like book reading privileges apparently during his time as a prisoner where he was like, he was able to read that book. That, hey, I could read I, that book over there. I, I feel like that book would be like kept like. Somewhere safe and not Singing, just like right? anywhere for like you know a random savior to pick it up and be like, well, huh? Did he say well, the last or couple he... of days he was kind of out on his own? They he didn't... has some privileges, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Even then, it's like that, I feel like that book should be somewhere more secure than just like <laughs> I agree. And they're like, hey, how does irrigation work? Okay, let me let me get into that. So Maggie's now in this private meeting with Jesus, where she tells him Rick and Michonne were wrong to let Negan live. She decides they will build up Hilltop and buy the time until they can show Rick and Michonne, she notes, how mm-hmm. wrong they are. And then Jesus has no problem with this, apparently. Yeah, that's Yeah, I'm sitting weird. there going, that don't 
fit. And then of all the characters, right? And then Daryl steps out of the shadows and agrees with her. Like he's just, <laughs> st- like he's just standing there. I was, here, I was here lurking in the shadows the whole time. Yeah, this You're is out. like the beginning of the Godfather, man. Yeah. Like they're yeah. just sitting at that uh, desk and yeah. Tom the Hagen. high back chair. Yeah. She's just missing that... the cat. I mean, <laughs> stroking the cat. She's wearing a tuxedo, she right? Yeah, that's it. I swear she I did was... have that look to her. Like well, missing the cat and Luca Brazzi. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, like, like well, that's like... that. You... Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, Daryl. It really bothered me. He's like, "What is he just lurking in the shadows, waiting for somebody to show up?" So you can make exactly. It's like, it's like, wow. it's, it's like two two things. Like, what is one? You know, Nick and Taro is like, "Let's do this. Let's shoot it. Let's light it just like the Godfather too. Let's make it just mm-hmm. like that because that's what that's the level we're operating on." But also, why is Jesus here? Like, why not Daryl be sitting in the chair? That yeah, makes why? sense. I mean, Jesus is all this time has been like, oh, you know, let's let's limit the casualties. Let's limit how many people we have to kill. If, oh, use the, right. the blunt end of your stick. Don't, you know, and now yeah. here he's like, oh, yeah, cool. Let's kill Negan. Look at her and say, I can't be party to this. And he yeah. get up and walk out. Yeah. Like, like, if I, anything, I could see that it go down and they're going to to take out Negan or something and Jesus finds out about it and tries to stop them and the, and accidentally gets shot. So Jesus may do a double cross. He may do a double cross. Yeah, he could. He could. Uh, yeah, but but to be in this scene like this, I just he would try uh, to talk them out of it. Like he yeah, to bring in. him into it. You know yeah. how pacifist he is. You yeah. know at every turn he's tried to talk you out of it, doing it, any it, harm to anyone. Why would you yeah. bring him in? Right. And there's and he so many yeah, I'm sorry. There's so many other characters. You have Tara. You have yeah. Rosita. Yeah. You yeah. have Carol. You yeah. have you have Keenan. Like, yeah. yeah, so what's that say it over and over again? But this whole thing of them turning on Rick and everything else just kind of pisses me off. And I also don't understand because like there was a lot of activity on Twitter, obviously, at this point. Mm-hmm. And Norman Reedus actually tweeted during this time to say, thanks, everyone, for the love. And no, I'm not turning on my brother Rick. Everyone chill. So what the hell? Uh, and well, it, so he thinks. It, it almost like this is... he played the role of Gregory. I think, like, of, Gre- of being... Gregory would have been a good choice there. For her yeah. to talk to, you know. That's or, what you like know. Like Aaron what? said, there are, there are ten other other characters who have the the hard on for killing Negan who would have been better than Jesus. Now, Jim, you hit it on the head. I think that would have been the best thing that would have happened is if instead of Daryl coming out and Jesus being there, if Gregory comes out and be like, I, I would know have been exactly behind what that. you need to do. I know exactly like she's going to she's going to the enemy to 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 turn on Rick because she thinks she's right. You know, and like it would have worked. It would have worked for me. I yeah. would have been okay with this too if she didn't make a point of saying we will bolster our defenses, we mm-hmm. will prepare ourselves. She's basically saying we will go to war with him over yeah. this. Yeah. And I'd have been okay if she would have just been like, "Look, we're gonna regroup. We're gonna. St- I can't. I cannot be around Rick for right now. Right. But we are gonna find a way to convince him that he's wrong. And if not, then we. We'll, then I'll kill Negan myself." And if the rest of them were like, oh, okay, I would have been totally fine with that. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, it, that it, but it's the sense. whole hostility. Yeah. It's like on a dime, you're just going to turn on these pe- on on the people that you've been closest to, yep. that are your family, that 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 have have you know been through all of this with you, and and mm-hmm. over not killing this one guy, yep. even They're though you bring yourself, back. yeah, even even though you yourself 
you know, spared all of those, all of those prisoners. You just, you just basically gave yep. amnesty to somebody who's killed God knows how many people and said he was right. Yeah, and, and but he said he was right. But keeping Negan alive is a bridge too far. Like I don't. Yeah, yeah I, it doesn't doesn't it, wash. It, it's a little hostile, I guess. And and, uh, and if they would have written it that way, they could have hedged, right? Because mm-hmm. we know Gimple's out as direct showrunner, and Angela Kang is in. And so if we go to season nine, they could have totally toned that down and been just like I said, it's just like, you know, Maggie's mission is to convince Rick and Michonne that that Negan has to die. And I really would have liked to have seen that debate where, where, you know, I mean, I guess we got it in his speech and maybe it would have been better with instead of giving the, the, you know, the speechifying, if it was him and Maggie going at each other, you know, with why each one is right. Like instead of this. You know, like you guys were saying, we've heard the speech, you know, a thousand times before. It's it's you know, it's nothing new. It just happens to apply to Negan. But to have Maggie and Rick go head to head about why each one's right, but not to the point where they feel so right that they got to kill the other one. Right. I, I just it seems out of character. Yeah, yeah, it almost felt like because there was no there were no consequences for this war that they wanted to be like, we got to put something in it. To have people go in, oh, moments, and that was their oh moment. And I just, I just don't want to see civil war. Like I just, I don't, like I, I just, I don't want to. But see you it. know, that's coming. That that's gonna, like I could, I could already see that that will be the the basis of the next season of the inter keeping the groups from fighting or from breaking down before they can interact with the. Uh, with that other group before they come back, like George, just keeping the peace, keeping the peace, like that. I can see that being the problem. That that'll be the tension of keeping the peace, keeping war from breaking out between the groups again, and this time friends, you know, going at it as opposed to to straight up enemies. I, I could just see them doing that, or you know, that that'll be the major conflict until we get to something else, until we get to the to the next big threat. Yeah, yeah or, or Rick even even explaining to her like, look, he killed Glenn because it was his way. Like yeah. he was convinced that his way was the way, and mm-hmm. it's not. We've proven that our way is is All the right. better way, and the the way to truly punish him is is to prove that everything that he's done and all of and everything that he is is wrong. And he, I, I he, mean, he can Rick even argue just said, look, this. He this is what argue it this do. way and say I am. It's my fault <laughs> that Glenn is dead because I sent those. I yeah. sent us in there yeah. to kill those people, and then their response to me killing those people was to kill some of our people. Like it's our. It's it's my fault. Or or you know have Rick tell. Look, give me a chance to prove that I'm right. That mm. that to truly punish him is to have him see us survive. Right under our way. And if you don't agree with me after that, then he's yours. You can do with as you please. Cause it's not like he's hanging out. Yeah. Being part of the group. He's in a prison. Like, it's not like he yeah, Maggie to wants walk justice. around. Maggie wants justice. If there's anybody I mean, that I has to it. go, it has I to be totally Negan. Get it. Yeah, but it's... I mean, I, but, but I could see if he was saying, we're going to integrate him into the group. They're not, he's not even saying that. He's like, this dude's going to go and he's going to sit in his room. She's, she's been so and, focused on his death over the last this last battle. We said it was a month, two months, whatever it was. Yeah, that she can't see anything beyond that. That's but all she so can focused, see. But so focused that she's willing to kill Rick. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, she didn't say kill no, Rick. She said show him how well, wrong he is. Now, I don't know but, what but that means. But she's talking about bolstering defenses and getting stronger. Uh, yeah. And like, why this, I say mean, that's, that? That's tough talk. In the scene, for, just uh, real quick, and, and then, yeah, yeah. And then I'll, I'll, I'll be done. I promise. No, um, go, go, man. After, yeah, no, because I know we're going to do it long. The scene with Rick and Michonne, when they tell uh Negan that that's what they're going to do they're going to build a prison they're going to that's i mean they they're not sugarcoating anything they're talking really tough and they're talking like it's the line is so thin with you that if you step 1 inch over it that you're done like we will yeah. kill you on the spot yeah. and and again it just doesn't it doesn't match with you know the way Maggie went about it was like oh they're just like you guys are saying they're going to let him off on easy street and that's that's not the case. It's, no. it, that's it's, what they should do. They should pipe that easy song yeah, yeah. into a cell oh, days on end. <laughs> Make you meet your jeans, mac and cheese. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. So Negan wakes make him, up. Make him, make, make him read more of Carl's letters. Oh, no. Oh, man. I, I was just going to say, uh, I hear what you guys are all saying. And as far as what the intentions Maggie has, I, I didn't quite... I. For me personally, I didn't quite take it as she's definitely going to try to invoke violence against Rick and Michonne specifically. Just more of they'll kill Negan eventually and just have a really good society. Seems like the implication to me that she's making, but I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't. Obviously. I don't if, think if she's she back. could kill kill Rick. I don't. I I think that she has a lot of family like feelings for Rick. I don't think she could kill him, but but I think that her being blinded by her hatred. And her need for revenge could end up getting Rick hurt, though. Yeah, but the way or, she even said, or somebody and else shown, like the way yeah. she just had that yeah. vitriol in her voice. To me, that right. was just, you know, if that's what she feels like about Michonne, what does she feel like about let Rick? Yeah, like yeah. it just she doesn't... made a point of saying it. Like even have a make yeah. a point of even saying it like that. It just it felt like she wanted to fight. Now they could have totally not mean it that way. Yeah, but the well, way I think they, they have they a head scene, right? Again, I mean, new new showrunner coming right. in. They, you they, know. They, they, they could do the cleanup. They could do damage control on this. They could yeah. fix yeah, this they up. Yeah, they could clean that right. up. They could right. clean up. They could be a debate. They could, it'd but be it, a quick it doesn't debate. leave a, a yeah. very good taste in my mouth at the end of the season. No. So Negan wakes up. I agree there. Negan wakes up handcuffed to, to an infirmary bed in Alexandria. Rick and Michonne tell him that they're keeping him alive, locked up to serve as a reminder to all that they are building a civilization of law and order. Um, bum, bum. Dun, dun. The season finale it closes with Rick writing his own letter to Carl. And where's Ice T? Yeah, yeah. that's that's Where's, that's, that's, where's the zombie special victims Orbach. unit? Yeah, that's yeah, it. They're, they're all they're all with Munch. Oh, oh okay. Life on the that street would be the ultimate. What tenth cameo is that? Joe Munch have survived the zombie apocalypse. That'd be great. Flashing back to the day where the two spent walking on the countryside farm when Carl was just a boy. I think this is a very touching flashback memory, if you will. Uh, Rick went back in his sheriff uniform again. <laughs> that that Bear McCreary music started coming up. The Rick's theme, you know, is we haven't heard that in a while. You know, and, I mean. It'd be it, nice if it was like actual footage of him and 
Chandler Riggs. Hey, why couldn't they do that? Like, yeah, why couldn't they go back? Like that was. It seemed like they he could. just dyed his hair brown and because they got don't a have new footage. kid. Yeah, like they, they don't. Well, they well because it's because it's lame to see some random other kid. But it's they they didn't have footage of him with walking with random. I, yeah, I, yeah, I was waiting for Carl to stop and pick up a rock and throw it at the pond and then Andy Griffith. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Who would be? Uh, who would be? Um, uh, Barney Fife in this scenario in the Walking Dead universe would it be Daryl. <laughs> gotta be. It's <laughs> like a really goofy version of Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. So that brings it into this episode. And uh, before we get on to our, well, I don't know how we want to do this. Do you want to do the Buster ratings at the very, very end, or how do you want to do this, guys? Um, we'll do this one first because it's this one, and then we'll do the next one. But next. they could they combine their ratings. That's why. So. Well, you read yeah, but we said we were going to have a clean cutoff for the. I know that's why. So let's uh, do why don't we? Why don't we? Hey, why don't we do our busters for this episode? Then we'll uh, talk fear, and then we can read all the. That's uh, what we'll do. Yeah, that makes most sense. That's what we will do. You, you know what we didn't do that I don't remember anyway was we didn't cover at the point for hashtag red machete. Did we? Uh, no. Nope. In fact, uh, if you can do that right now, Aaron, that would be great. Uh, we, yeah. We've got so much in talking about the details of the Negan fight that we missed our hashtag Red Machete, which actually happened quite early this episode. Like it was like the second commercial mm. break, which is very strange. But I, I, I need your help, uh, Aaron, understanding this because I, I didn't really get it. So, Aaron, could you please help us out with the hashtag Red Machete brought to you by Taco Bell Liv Moss? Help me out. Who grabbed the knife? Uh, well, guys, first off, it's been a... It's been a pretty rough season of um, The Walking Dead, but The Walking Dead presents hashtag Machete presented by Taco Bell. Hashtag Liv Moss has been nothing but aces. Um, and this whole back half has really worked out. because So we have the we have the young girl, one of the original Red Machete holders. Um, she's just she's just taken out a walker in the previous episode. And now she's she's brought her machete to the grave of her papa and Alyssa. As, men- as noted on the grave sites, and she sticks the machete in the ground, and she's like, okay, for some reason I don't need this one weapon that's going to really help me out in this world of undead people, and I'm going to walk away from all this, because it's better to remember people by giving up my weapons to save my life, whatever that means. But then, as she she's out of there, someone else picks up the machete, and a shocking cliffhanger for Walking Dead presents hashtag River Machete presented by talking about hashtag the boss. It's... I, I don't know what to. I don't know what to tell you, Craig. I don't. I don't know who this could have been. It's I don't Alicia. know who could have this. Oh, it's, it's Alicia. Alicia. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's pretty good. Uh, I. I. That looks like her thigh. I'm telling you. I mean, because it is. In if the anybody future, knows what Alicia's thigh looks like, I would bank on Chubb. Yeah, Chubb, oh, Chubb, man. No, hubba, 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 hubba. Hey, I called Eugene. I'm calling this one. So, I mean, this is technically the future from where we are, though. Actually, quite a bit in the future, right? Because. We time jumped from where the Red Machete left the possession of the Saviors. It went through several more battles, ended up in Nora's hands again. So we don't even know where this thing is. We don't know when it is. And we don't know who grabbed it. So, I, I, I mean, it seemed like a very anticlimactic ending. Like, it was so we cool when we, the claimers were there. We Okay, we knew where we were, right? Now, well, we, we, we don't know where we cli- are. Yeah, we don't know where this thing it, is. It, it, it climaxed the previous. It climaxed when she got the machete back. Okay, the emotional okay. climax of Red Machete was when she got it back. It, it was, was her like, machete, wow, it's gone, Nora. It's, right? gone so, yeah. it's gone so far, and then she still manages to get it back again. That's it's, the climax of the series. It's, the rest it's is, like... It's like Excalibur, the Masamune, one of the great legendary weapons of of, of lore. Has to return know? back to this, the Lady in the Lake. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, true. So, so, 
So the rest is all falling action at that point. So yeah, she kills another walker, but it's like, of course she can. She has a machete in her hand, and she gives it to back to the. She puts it at the gravesite. Then it's just yeah, an inciting incident to bleed us into the next, you know, chapter of the Red Machete saga, which I definitely look forward to, of course. Wait, well, but as far as who chapter, is the, isn't it over though? I mean, is this... I don't, I don't know. Someone picked up the machete. Clearly, it's not over. Nothing's ever over, Craig. Well, no. no. Oh, <laughs> is this continuing through fear? No, I'm serious now. I'm being dead serious. Like, is this? I have no idea. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. I wondered did. if they were going to have some kind of a mini series during Fear. Maybe that's it. I'm telling you, it was Alicia that picked it up. <laughs> it was Alicia. <laughs> I'm surprised just because of the relocation of things. Like the claimers had it, they're still in the South, and then Rick. I mean, it was Rick's machete to begin with. Rick got it. it then the Saviors had it. And then the, the Saviors sa- lost it. Right. And then, yeah. So it's like I don't know how it would get to. You know, I don't know how it suddenly. You know, went west in all of this. <laughs> went west. I, by the way, we were going to talk about Fear the White. I was I was waiting any second for someone to say Manifest Destiny, like I predicted. I th- I so thought it was going to happen at like three points through that episode for Morgan. At some when he started going that direction, never happened. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get to that in just a moment. Let's do our quick bust. Uh, actually, uh, let's do a quick word from our sponsor. Then we'll do That's our right. buster ratings. So who wants to do our word from our sponsor this G- week? GCBService.com is our sponsor and has been since the inception of this wonderful podcast uh if you are interested in getting into the walking dead i know we refer like uh to the comics quite a bit on this show if you would like to get in touch with the comics and get caught up on the story by all means there are all kinds of ways to do so in many uh affordable ways at dcbservice.com single issues hardcovers omnibuy compendiums which are the giant 50 issue phone book style books that i like um because i like to sit and read uh you know outside not worry about the condition but if you're a collector you can get the really nice hardbound collections uh and not only just comics and graphic novels you can get toys collectibles clothing uh um our role-playing game and gaming supplies statues uh, all kinds of great things at great prices we're talking 30, 40, 50, sometimes 60% off. I'm looking at some of the offerings they have now. If you're into horror comics, there's been some really cool ones come out lately, including Vampironica, which is uh, Veronica from the Archie uh, comics as a vampire, which is pretty cool. Oh, wow. uh, also, Harrow County, which is another really great um, horror comic that's been coming out. If you're a fan of The Walking Dead, you'll probably like that as well. Uh, these comics are both 50% off right now at DCB Service, so half the cover price. Cheaper prices than uh, than you get at Amazon. Uh, better service than you would ever get at Amazon. Wide variety. It's all right there on their website, DCB Service and their sister website, InStockTrades.com. They're always running specials. They're always running sales. Uh, right now, all DC and Marvel hardcover and trade paperbacks are 50% off. If you're a fan of the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the latest installment from Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill, The Tempest, number one, is 50% off for only two forty nine. Um, the Magic Order, which looks like a really great supernatural uh, horror comic as well, also half off this month. Go to DCB Service, check out the selection, fill up your cart, and you're going to save a lot of money, and you're going to be dealing with people who care about the condition of your stuff and who are easy to talk to and easy to help out if something should go wrong, which usually doesn't, but if it does, it's a lot better than having to deal with a giant faceless corporation owned by Jeff Bezos. So by all means, <laughs> DCBService.com. Thank you. We thank them for our, our continue, their continued support of our show. Excellent. Thank you, Mr. Dietz. Let's get to our Buster ratings, the final Buster ratings of Season 8. Um, Aaron, we'll start with you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's satisfying things that occur. 
So <laughs> it's just it just feels so like, okay, we could have done this differently and better given all the buildup and the lack of consequences and the final stuff of Maggie. Like it's it's like I, I'll I'll be at like three busters. It's like a three minus. Like it's like it's not, I'm not I'm not happy about this finale. I'm just like I'm begrudgingly accepting it because it does satisfy to some level. So it's like three busters seems appropriate. Okay, uh, Chub Stradamus. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, there's a lot to pick apart in this episode, and we we definitely did it. Um, but overall, there was some satisfaction to it's finally over. <laughs> I mean. Uh, one thing that was interesting I was thinking about the other day was, you know, when All Out War happened in the comics, they sped it up for us. We started getting that comic bi- bi-monthly or bi-weekly, um, you know, twice a month. And, and, it, and it just every two weeks, the momentum built and built and built. This thing was two seasons. I mean, All Out War was more or less this last season, but it really started you know, with Negan and everything at the beginning of season seven. And it just felt, I I refer to this as the tantric dead at one point, because it just kept building up and then just nothing and building up and then nothing. And then finally we built up to this and it was kind of a eh, ending to it all. I mean, I, I really would have liked to have seen, you know, like, like Jim said, the stakes raised, you know, some major characters killed off or maybe, you know, just some massive changes to characters. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but what we got was kind of kind of weak sauce for, for what we should have, have gotten. But with all that said, I still had I still enjoyed the episode, I, but I'm just not sure if that enjoyment comes from finally. Finally, it's done. Um, I was going to give this uh, episode three and a half. Busters, but uh, I have to I have to take half a Buster off for the the uh, Maggie Corleone scene. I just I that sucked sucked everything right out of the whole episode just for me. It just really took me out of it. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? So yeah, I'm going with three Busters. Okay, Russ, uh, I'll give it three and a half. Uh, I, you know, there was a lot to like about the episode. I like the the Eugene double cross. I like where they left Gabriel at the end. I, I kind of like that he's kind of got his faith back, and I'm, I'm curious to see what that does moving forward. I agree. But it's just the the and the keeping Negan alive at the end is fine. Like I don't have I don't have a problem with that um, because I, I truly believe that uh, that his punishment will come in improving. That that their way is the is the better way, but it's just the whole Maggie Daryl Jesus uh, bit at the end just really rubbed me the wrong way. Like I, I just I I hope they uh, they change course with that next season, and uh, you know I hope it there's maybe you know maybe we're just emphasizing it more based on how ominous it was and the way it was shot in this episode, and that maybe it's going to get downplayed. But it really just kind of. It, it it made other scenes be problematic. Like I said, the scene with, with Daryl and um, and Dwight, the scene with Maggie, um, and what's his name? The savior dude. Alden. Alden, Alden. thank you. Yeah. Um, it, it just kind of neutered those scenes to me after the fact. So, uh, but, but yeah, like, again, there was, there was some, some good stuff in there too. So what was your number? 
Three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. Mr. Taylor. Um, I With all the issues that we talked about in this episode, um, I still love Rick. On, and I still <laughs> love to hear him speechified. And the Negan parts, I still love. And I, you know, like I, I did like that they just ended stuff. They just, they just pretty much ended stuff. Um, and I did get an enjoyment out of it. Like I got, I got so much enjoyment out of watching that happen. Um, and then they fooled me and made me think that I was still watching, uh, Walking Dead. I was watching Fear Walking Dead, but so I have to break it up in my mind when it stopped and became the other show. Um, but so far, I, I I did really enjoy this episode because of the because I've been a fan from the beginning, and and my favorites were very heavy in this episode, and so that was enough for me for now. But I know that they got to they got to step it up from now on. I know I know from next season on, they have got to get themselves together. Um, so I would have to give it, even though it probably doesn't deserve it, but just because I'll give it a four out of five. Uh, busters. Okay, Mr. Dietz. I give it a three, and uh, in, this, in the spirit of brevity, and since I've kind of already said all, all my piece about it, uh, I give it a three. Okay, um, I will give it. Uh, look, the episode definitely is a three, but it gets one point for just the Rick speechifying at the end. So, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it goes up to a four right there. Greg, I, I, we're together. I'm we're sorry, together. Yeah, that, that, that's a whole point right there. <laughs> If somebody would have died, but another point, it would have been a five. But you're right, so it's right, right there. That, that's I'm very easy to score this thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I can take that all day. I'm sorry, I'm with Daryl. I could, I could take that and, and then then some all day. Uh, it was some kind. It was resolution. I agree with Chubb that I'm glad it's just over. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so drawn out. They've they've been so experimental with the way they've told this story. And again, it is such a, you said it's 21 days. It feels like 21 years. I mean, it's, it's been, yeah. it's been two whole years of our lives have gone by and only mm-hmm. 21 days of these people. It's just, it, it, again, it is just, it's taken way too long to get to this point. Um, I'm glad it's done. I'm glad that the show's gonna gonna have some kind of a, of a shift or a time perhaps, or perhaps a reboot of some sort. Um, I'm looking forward to that new showrunner optimistically. Um, but overall, it was it was good. It tied up all the loose ends for the most part. 4.0 busters. Okay. So, that's the end of Season 8, guys. We got through it together. <laughs> we held each other up emotionally. We did that's it. That's right. So, uh, we can make a clean break right here. Uh, I was thinking of dividing it up into two podcasts, but I tried that once before, and it's actually more work, and it doesn't seem to make it any easier. So, we'll just keep okay. it together, but we'll do it cool right. t- together. But we'll just do- put your hands down. Right. Put your hands down. Put your hands down. Russ, put your hands down. How'd you know my oh. hands were up? His hands were up. I can just see it, right? Are, are we going to save any possible spoiler stuff to the end of all of this? I mean, or? do you have some speculation? I, I mean, what, what are you I talking about? I, mean, I, I got to go to sleep at some point. Like, we got right. to keep this moving. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to end this right now. We'll, we'll do a quick synopsis of, of uh, Fear the Walking Dead. So, again, for those of you that haven't watched Fear... Uh, yet, which I guess the only excuse would be you're not in this country. Uh, you can tune out now and tune in possibly next week, and then we can t- pick it up from there. Otherwise, uh, thanks for listening. Or just save the ending. Just save, save, 
stop it at this point and just wait right. till next week. We'll wait, wait till next week and we'll take and it from play there. That. Exactly. Right. We'll, we're going to read your busters too at the very end of this. So, and I promise we'll get through it quick. Okay. Starting with the next episode, Fear the Walking Dead, Season 4, Episode 1, What's Your Story? Directed by John Polson, written by Scott M. Gimple, Andrew Chambliss, and Ian B. Goldberg. I will do, for the sake of brevity, the AMC recap. It's a little bit shorter because um, they actually have one up immediately for Fear. For some reason, they don't put that up with um, with The Walking Dead, but for Fear, it goes up right away. So uh, it starts with, we see John Dory which is uh, Garen, uh, sorry, Garrett Dillahunt, uh, hears a noise while reading by a campfire. He shoots an approaching walker, although before he gets to that point, there's a very like five-page monologue of him just talking <laughs> to the woods, which yeah. he is such a good actor, this guy. I'm sorry. I mean, he is. He's he is. so I good. I thought that was a great monologue. I, every second of it had me on the edge. I mean, he was just... That he is a good actor. He's he gave, so good. He, oh, they God. gave us his origin story in five minutes. In five minutes, yeah. you, you know he's yeah. a good, you know he's a good guy. You know he lost yeah. his wife. Like, you know all this stuff about him, and it just happened you by know, him talking to the woods. Like, you know, every, every, like the, really, I'm sorry, Aaron. Go ahead. I was going to say everything about him. I'm a I'm a Garrett Dillahunt fan already. Oh yeah, and everything everything he does in this opening segment here is just like, well, this is just great work as far as a character goes, which is something Joe could you know definitely use a big uh, shot in the arm as far as going. Um, and it was just betrayed by the fact that it shot so poorly. That was the only thing that was bothering me. But that, that's a nighttime, just kind of that boring. nighttime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it was, was no just, color in the episode at all. It was washed no. out to begin with, and at night it was no. even worse. You're right, yeah. It, it seemed to me like you really sold the idea of someone who hadn't had anyone to talk to for so long. Yeah. That he was just yep. kind of talking to himself, and that... that Really, that really helped sell that. Now, how did it end for you? How did it end for you guys? Walking Dead, like it ended with him in the junkyard still, and then walking Uh, away. It ended with actually Maggie, wasn't she? No, I'm sorry, Negan. No, no. uh, It was Rick and the King. It was Andy Griffith show. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Carl and and Rick walking off. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Because that's the weird thing with me. I, I did. I really did not know when it ended and when it began because it just ran straight through with the. It was quick. They did that purposely. They wanted to hook everybody in, so they didn't even much time to leave. I, that's right. what happened. So anyway, this was great. It's like a one-man show. I mean, he really was a real yeah. – he's so good here. Um, but then finally, in a, a, I guess a walker hears him talking, and then he, he he's a quick draw. He shoots the walker, but as the walker goes down, right behind the walker, we see his Morgan Jones ready to take him out with his stick. Mm-hmm. So he, he was right there. And again, he was probably just – Helping, he wasn't trying to sabotage him. Well, like he, he, like uh, John had already heard something to begin with. He was like, "Quick snap!" Yeah, right. So yeah, he was he was ready for something to happen. Then yeah, he just happened to be a walker, and we also learned that he's a quick draw. Yes, at that point with with a classic uh, sidearm. Doing fancy gunplay and everything with the twirling it back into his to his holster and all that too. Very gunslinger, gunslinger. So in a flashback, Morgan hangs laundry at his hideout in the, at the junkyard at the heaps. Jesus visits him and urges him to rejoin their community. Um, doesn't say much, just kind of listens to him. Morgan makes coffee in the hideout. Carol then visits him and employs him to come back to their community, come back to the kingdom where people who care about him. Morgan continues to cook. Uh, then Rick Grimes pays a visit, saying that Morgan will end up with people one way or another. And he can hide, but he can't run. And that kind of started bouncing around his head. I guess Morgan said, I better get the hell out of here. Yeah, so these he, people ain't going to leave me alone. 
<laughs> he remains silent. <laughs> he packs his backpack, grabs his fighting stick, and leaves the junkyard. Morgan walks down a road and hears the voices of his friends trying to convince him to stay. This got a little confusing to me. Like, looks like he was waiting for a bus. Like, he was on a corner for at least a, a, yeah. a good day or maybe at least overnight into the next day. Was he just sorting out his demons at that point in his head? Like, is that what was going on? What did you guys take yeah. from that? Okay. Yeah, yeah that's what I took from it. That's yeah. That it was, yeah. All right. I, I, I will say this. As, as much as I was confounded by Morgan on The Walking Dead, if what separate from that show, I got Morgan right away in Fear of the Wall. I got where he was trying to be and why he needed to leave. Like, that, I didn't focus too much on the crossover aspect as much as I focused on just, okay, he's on this show now. What is that supposed to be? And I got it. I figured I, get, I got kind of the motivations of what, what he was trying to do. I thought it was well, well done enough that even in God, you know, I don't know if this even exists, a person that would watch fear the walking dead, but not the parent show uh -huh. um, would understand who Morgan was and what he was about. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know why you would, but that's a good point. If you're just tuning in now to season four, or if you're watching the Blu-rays or something like that, right? Like you wouldn't know who he was, but you do know how, kind of who he is. Yeah, it's yeah. Really if you good see point. if you see enough of these previews and whatnot, it's like, well, there's people I like in this. Why, why not? Let me try it out. I gave up on the maybe I gave up on the Walking Dead, but this fear thing seems like it's going to do something. I can see someone trying to you know jump in that way. Yeah, well, it makes sense. Eventually, he breaks into a run, so it's kind of like a Forrest Gump here. He's running across the country. He then finds a car, he hot wires it, and luckily enough, it has a full tank of gas. So. He at least got a few hundred miles on that car, right? So if we're tracking his footsteps here, if he's going from Virginia to Texas, you know, he, he obviously did it through multiple modes of transportation, one of which was was a car. He then walks for several more days. Um, he spots a group of people in the distance and walks the other way. He continues to head west on foot and then in another car. So, again, he, you know, they're not showing exactly how long it took, but long enough where these timelines could line, could line up somehow. Well, I mean, it's it doesn't matter as far as Walking Dead goes because Walking Dead's already in the present, so it's like it's it's, it's the it's, other it's, one that has to catch up, right? That's true. It's just, I mean, it's less about time and more just about distance. I think is what to really consider. And it's like, yeah, okay, he's been on the road a long time, like right. so he's 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 gotten far enough to be walking on a sign that says Texas on. You're like, okay, yeah, he's away from that. He's over here. I mean, that that's, that has to take a while because I mean, you're talking about at least eighteen hundred miles, two thousand miles. I mean, that's uh. On he didn't foot. pick up a car every now and again. Right, so that would that, that would shave right, off yeah. a few hundred miles every here and again. Right, I mean, you can true. go you can go from Houston to Atlanta by car in twelve hours. But yeah, so if you have and fuels, so this is right if you can stop and get gas. Yeah, mm. and then this is another <laughs> by by car. Austin's another three hours west. So right, I mean, but a, I, a, a car you, and a full tank of gas can only get about three hundred miles. I was one trying to say yeah. you can't refill it. Like that's it, and you have to walk I, again. Right. Yeah, I, I, I suppose it provides time for if there was going to be another crossover at some point where the timelines align, just because of how much, how whatever time jump we get for season nine, it'll still make sense because we saw this time pass as Morgan was crossing from Virginia to Texas. Oh, I see. So they really could be like really lined up at this point. I got you. That makes sense. Yeah. So they could be they could be companion series as opposed to a prequel series. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm guessing probably three to four weeks. At yeah. It, yeah. Morgan. I mean, yeah, his shoes were pretty, at the end, were pretty roughed up. I mean, like, he, like yeah. he was taping his boots and stuff. So Morgan walks for days. He spots a group of people. Like I said, he walks the other way. Um, he finds a wounded man coughing inside of a car. He first starts to leave some first aid supplies, or I guess looks like food, or maybe it was a um, bottle of water. But the man orders him to take the supplies and leave him alone. He just wants to cough and die and whatever in the car. Very strange. Yep. Well, he had a he had a leg wound. It looked like he was trying to maybe disinfect the leg wound of some kind. Or, oh, yeah. okay. It was like gauze. Oh, it was like, oh, it was like alcohol. It. Okay. 
Yeah. You know, he's trying to treat it, I think. Gotcha. That was the idea. But yeah, the guy said, fuck off. That was, that was the main that was the <laughs> pretty point much just yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he did. <laughs> uh, Morgan arrives at the Texas border. Morgan spots an infected heading toward a man in a field. He gets ready to kill the walker, but the man shoots it first. So this is kind of where we, we just began with John Dory uh, doing his gunslinging at night. The man introduces himself as John Dory and uh, like the fish and invites Morgan. Yeah, he says that like the fish, with, like but, the it fish an I, an but with an IE, I, I, not, not a Y. Yeah, it's great. It's freaking awesome. And invites Morgan to take shelter in his car for the night. Again, Morgan is very hesitant, doesn't want to be around people, doesn't trust this guy. You can, you can read it all over his face, but eventually he allows himself to take a few winks inside the car, but not for long because he sneaks out in the middle of the night. Morgan, Morgan walks down a road, peeks into an empty tent lit by a lantern, but then immediately someone knocks him unconscious. We then find out that Morgan wakes up to find a thug, Leland, and another thug, it says that, I didn't write that, holding him at gunpoint while going through his bag. John shows up and shoots at Leland, but surrenders when Leland crew surrounds him. So I think the uh, what, what works here is that Morgan at first is just like, take the food, or you know whatever right, just right. take your food my... give me my supplies back yeah exactly and, 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 and like i'll go i'm alone there's I'm nobody alone. with me anybody. Def- yeah. definitely yeah. by myself and then john comes up and it's like hey i'm just trying to protect my friend here yeah <laughs> it's just like <laughs> oh. it's a good laugh line <laughs> Damn it. And that kind of brought me back to remember when morgan was uh surrounded by the wolves right he goes yeah just take the food leave, leave my stuff you know i don't want to hurt you he did he say almost almost exactly the same thing more oh, yeah, he's, like, he's, his... he's in that he's in that which is my honestly my preferred morgan mode at this point okay, like, the, i like that I, so the walking the earth a... leave me alone don't mess with yeah, me I'll, I'll tell you yeah, if he's, I have he's, to. He's, he's carradine morgan he's morgan carradine he gets to do adventures leland and his crew hold john and morgan captive althea shows up in a swat vehicle and offers leland a case of ramen noodles in exchange for the prisoners while Leland kimchi refuses, I'm sorry, with the powdery kimchi, the kimchi packets. So yeah. I, I don't understand. What are the kind of noodles are? Don't they always have those little packets of crap? I don't, I don't get it. Like she was like selling, no. it. she was selling it so hard. No, there's there's different kinds of different ramen. flavors. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm sorry. I, I'm not up on my ramen noodles. You'll have to excuse me. When Leland refuses, she pulls a lever to reveal the vehicle is rigged with machine guns, and he sees her reaching for the lever. Althea drives with Morgan and John in the back of the vehicle. She tells them that they owe her for saving their lives. I'll she, say this too. Uh, you know, we've got Garrett Dillahunt and now we already know Lenny James is good. Maggie Grace is solid on this yeah, show. She's good. Like, she I agree. Does I agree. What's needed. She's like, totally and, agree. They and it's not it's, it's it's not out of the ordinary. I mean, she's been in Taken, she's been in Space Jail, she's been in uh, the Hurricane Heist. Space like she's, jail. she's 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 used to this genre <laughs> stuff. Like this is just genre stuff. It's like you know, it's not in Lost, obviously. Escape it's like, from you know, space. That's what I remember her from like, Lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's not like it's out of her the realm of possibility that she'd be good on a show like this. It makes sense, but no, like it's a you know for a show that has to introduce these three characters specifically, they all do a good job. So she parks and gets out a video camera. She reveals that she's a journalist and wants to get their stories on record. And again, we've seen this kind of theme before too. With uh, what was it? Um, uh, at the at the uh, Alexandria, where they were recorded things for posterity. I guess to record oh, yeah, the history, with, uh, right? Deanna, what's her name? who's Deanna? Deanna, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Who's Deanna? The next day, Althea interviews John on camera and learns about his mission to find his girlfriend, Laura, who he met after the fall. She turns the camera again. We don't know what happened to her. And again, we find out that she has like the exact same gun as him. Like that's the little nugget that he throws in there too. But anyway, she turns the camera on Morgan. 
he brushes her off and leaves them. John runs after Morgan and gives him fresh socks, but then they spot one of Leland's cars parked nearby. Leland's crew surrounds Morgan, John, and Althea. Leland demands the keys to Althea's truck. Uh, Morgan and John fight off their captors. Althea kicks Leland and runs uh, to the truck. Leland pulls her out. John opens the door to an abandoned trailer. A herd of infected streams out. Uh, Leland looks for the keys to the truck. Althea dangles keys in front of Leland, tosses them into some bushes. Leland runs after the keys, allowing Althea to escape. I'll, As- yeah, I'll, I'll say all this is like a ten-minute action sequence. It is it is great. Yeah, like this is this is a yeah. great action. Like every it's very cinematic. I mean, I mean, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah it's, as much as I didn't like how it was filmed, the opening scene of this episode, this centerpiece of the show, this whole action sequence that has multiple characters and a lot of different kind of geography, it's all clear to me. It's all well shot. It's exciting. Like it's just a really good action sequence. <laughs> it's just a snake yeah. Mind bite. you, yeah. <clears throat> well, mind you, I was sitting there going, "Oh, that's why they didn't have much going on in The Walking Dead in the first part of it." Because in the second part of it, they're going to have more action. You still thought you were in The Walking Dead. You, you didn't I know where you were. I swear to God, right. that's when I'm sitting there going, like, oh, they're saving it to the end, to the second you know, part. And that's I, when they're going to have. I failed to mention the title screen. We used to always make fun of the title screen. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a, it was a joke, actually, to us from the minute, well, from day one. Yeah, they, they changed it. They changed yeah. it. I it's like now, this one. It's like a Western twangy theme now. Did you hear it? It's like, I gotta watch it now. I gotta rewatch the episode to find out what the title screen is. It's like a Western version of The Walking Dead. It's like you have this little twangy guitar. It's like, all right, I kind of like this now. Because before I had that. I wish they had done that. I wish they had shown it. Yeah. Well, I don't know why you didn't see it. But anyway, it was it on the app. The old one was a screechy crazy tone. Atticus Ross, man. Ah! Right, that came out of nowhere. It was so stupid. Yeah. What, what are you saying, uh, Russ? It was, uh, what was it? Atticus Ross, so it's Nine Inch Nails. What, the, the song that they played? Oh, really? I didn't know that. No, the, the yeah, theme, the, the original the, theme yeah, for the theme was done yeah. by Atticus Ross. Oh, the old one, you mean? The the, yeah. the screechy... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. gotcha. I'm, I'm curious if this new one's going to be the same every week, or if it'll... Because that, that, that... It changed, title, right. It well, it looked like it very much reflected what we were already seeing. So I'm curious that like every week's gonna have like a new like title for like maybe the well, same kind of thing. I, I don't, hope they do it. And they? I don't know how. So I'm watching it on Hulu. I'm as I rewatch seasons one and two so far. Mm. Um, the title, the title screen. Sometimes it's the real hard, screechy yes. industrial yeah. sound. It changes. Sometimes it's it's really subdued. Right. And it's yeah. almost. Mm-hmm non-existent so i don't know if that if that was how it originally aired or no it did yeah, it did yeah and we commented on that too throughout the series back and forth every but week I, yeah. I mean sometimes making fun but sometimes we i note how effectively that actually makes sense this week it's like, true yeah right music, yeah or that the music does actually fit the tone of the episode like didn't like, we come to the conclusion when it didn't do the screech it was a good episode like didn't like they we can't, there was some correlation when there was no screech that, somebody died or it was it was a that, that was like a short-lived theory. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. All right, never mind. All right, it was a while ago. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Then it got weird. Yeah. So a snake bites Leland as he, as he searches for the keys. Morgan cha- uh, charges at a rooftop sniper and gets shot in the leg. He then fights the sniper with his stick. His foe dangles from the roof as an infected snap at him below. Morgan saves him, but the shooter tackles him. They fall through the roof. And land on the floor. Infected devour the sniper. Morgan finds a grenade and pulls the pin. Then mm-hmm. takes cover in the bathtub. It's actually pretty cool. The grenade yeah. explodes. And then Morgan limps out of the trailer. Like, you know, ain't no thing. And it's like, yeah, I just, I just blew up a grenade, but I'm I fine. Yeah, that's the kind of thing. That's the, 
that's the kind of cool stuff that this show that's, that any show needs though where it's yeah. like like a building full of walkers yeah. he jumps in a bathtub and it blows and you just see the, outside. the roof i mean it's like yeah this is great it's like great. and everything but you see like the outside as it blows up and it's like all the guts come out the window and it's stuff. awesome and he's just like yeah this yeah. is a cool action that's what we needed right he should have said you know what it is I don't mother effing die. This is how we That's do it. This is how we is. do it in Georgia. This is how we That's do right. it. That's right. That's right. Scarce am I have talking about this show compared to the Walking Dead. <laughs> we predicted this though. I, I, you guys were laughing at me. I said, guys, what if Fear is actually better than the Walking Dead? You're like, oh, no. And now look, look what happens. You see? Yeah, that's yeah, because it I, ain't fear of the Walking Dead. They made a whole new show. Well, that's don't worry like, about that. It's all right. This was Fringe the Walking Dead. Yeah, super <laughs> last time I have this much emotion about fear of the Walking Dead. <laughs> so Althea sprints to the truck. Leland slams the door in her face and tells her the keys didn't work. She goes, that's because it's my footlocker. I John- <laughs> like that. That was smart. That was smart. John shoots at Leland. Althea escapes as Leland gets... She Leland kind of like rolls under the truck and then gets devoured by the infected. Mm. Uh, then guns the in, the infected with the SWAT machine gun, which was pretty cool. So she gets in the truck and she. We, I knew we were going to see these guns fire at one point, right? So that. Oh yeah, you yeah. Had, to, had to. I'm surprised they didn't hit either Morgan or John, but I mean that's pretty. They, impressive. they didn't hit them and got a headshot on every single other walker that yeah. was there. Pretty impressive. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's true. Because you know what, that dude don't die either. I guess right now. <laughs> I like it. I like that they don't have to try to make everybody ordinary. You know, like every character was just okay, ordinary. They didn't want to make them exceptional. See, I don't and we care said about that. that. We even this is funny. We're going, mm-hmm. we're going back into old tribes we had about Fear the Walking Dead. Remember, we said everybody yeah. had like on the original show had their special skill, right? Like uh-huh. Michelle yeah. had the sword, and Rick was a cop, and you know that's what made them survive. And it's like, and, right. and, and Fear, nobody had anything. They were just people, right? They were just like people They're that happened people. to make it. Mm-hmm. Like, like Madison didn't have any special skill that made her survive. She was a guidance counselor, right? So it's like. Now it feels more comfortable to us that, okay, the people that we're seeing on, on screen right now all have their specialist skills. John is a gunfighter. Yeah. He's a gunslinger, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. you know, Morgan is freaking Jedi. I mean, he's got that, he's you know. He's, exactly. You know, exactly. and this he's girl's a got a SWAT. Right. He's yeah. a samurai. He's a right. samurai, and she's got a freaking SWAT truck. I mean, that's, right. <laughs> that's all you even, need to I know, mean, right? I mean, even, even regardless of, like, what special abilities they have, I mean, look at, like, Look at like season two premiere of The Walking Dead where they're on that highway. Right. And it's like there's a lot of cool action going on, but it's not because they have special skills that makes it cool. It's just it's well done and yeah. it's leading with and it's leading with character. This episode of Fear of the Walking Dead leads with character. We know who these people are because of how they set them up. It True. builds up to this great action well, sequence. Well, I think my special skill, I think that for them that gives them something to write about. It may, it excites the writers as well. Like it's not even sure. just special yeah. skill, but it giving everybody a type of personality like she's a journalist also like that's her thing that gives her a nice little she's a podcaster talk through that yeah basically i mean and that (laughs) and i I agree but i think i mean what where fear suffered is that they've they did that without continuing with that where you have kim Kim, madison's she's a smart guidance counselor cliff curtis he's the peacekeeper and he's he's (laughs) he occasionally uh, goes crazy goes uh nick's 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 a drug addict alicia's like she's young and she's naive about things like those are things you can can, regardless of how it sounds you can lead vic strand is strand i mean those those things you can lead with them but they chose not to they just chose to go plot first character second and you can tell because it's just like it goes all over the place yeah they play with it because strand's the grifter and one's the 
wild card drug addict, and you know well, because they don't spend the, enough time with them, it's not yeah. consistent. So it just kind mm-hmm. of because you're not stick, you don't have a thing to stick with. And since it's not a comic, you don't have anything of that knowledge to back yourself up with. It was like at least I know how they're supposed to be. You're just right. like just a random people. I don't really care about that much, except they're supposed to survive. So I guess I want to root for them. So it, yeah, it just doesn't go anywhere. This it's like okay, we've introduced three space main characters. I know what they're supposed to be doing. It works for the for at least this episode. <laughs> We'll see how it goes. They're all interesting. They all have plot hooks that speak yeah. to character interest, and they're all like more pe- people that we want to learn more about. You know, I mean, you want to learn already... what you want to learn about John Dory's girlfriend. You want to oh, learn absolutely. how Ali, this journalist, got this like sweet SWAT truck right. and how she's able to use it. You know, and like I don't it, care about the family showing up. To be honest, I got. <laughs> I don't. I like to be honest. I like the, these three characters. If they just continue with these three, these <laughs> three characters, the of them, they're dead. They're gone. That's I would it. watch it. I, I would. I would still watch it. It wouldn't stop me from. So from what you're saying it. is that they just would have created a new show called The Walking Dead: Colon Morgan or whatever Morgan yeah. story. You'd be fine. You'd be fine with this right now. I'd be now. fine yeah, with it. Right. I'd be fine with it. Morgan's journey or something like that. Okay, fine. That's it. Yeah. So Morgan, John, and Althea uh, get back on the road. Althea informs them that the white-numbered flags they've seen appearing in the area, but they don't know what it is. There was one yeah. of them attached to the top of one of the um, mm-hmm. the trailers that they were nearby. Althea points out that Morgan still owes her an interview. So Althea, so Morgan's like, okay, fine, fine, pull this rig over. I'll give you an interview. He, he wants to get out of there. So he's, notice, oh, he's shot. So he's still shot in the leg at this point, but he just wants to go. He can't he's be like around people. He's like a trapped animal. Like, that's the Morgan we're at again. Like, he's, the, he's like a trapped animal. Doesn't want to sit in one place too long. Doesn't want to be around people too much. And I love this point of view freaking video they shoot of him. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see these guys cracked up. Yeah. Althea interviews Morgan on the side of the road. Morgan reveals that he came from Atlanta. He used to belong to several settlements. He says, I, I, I lose people, and then I lose myself. Yes, and then walks off. That's how he ends. Yeah. That's well, how he, yeah. well put. Yeah. yeah. That, that's more Morganese, right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a moment before this where they talk about what they all call the the zombies, and I like this because it's like she calls yeah. them the she calls them the dead. The dead. John the, calls them the past, the which past. I thought was really cool. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was a really cool way to call them. And then Morgan's like, we call them walkers. So it's like which, is, like which, which they, is a great callback to the first episode of The Walking Dead. Like you know, yeah, mm-hmm. that that wasn't a man, that was a walker. Like that was you know, uh, it's perfect. It actually, I think it's great. I like the past. That's a cool way to refer to the past. Yeah. Yeah. He's a cowboy, man. He's got that. It's a poetic swagger, right? Side to him. He's got that poetic side to him a little bit. On a steel horse, he rides. Yeah. Yeah. So he explains that, uh, again, before he gets gets to that line, though, he explains that his people battled a large group and won. Uh, When Althea asks why he left the group, Morgan gets up to go. He doesn't want to answer any more questions. But Althea demands an answer, and then that's what he says, Aaron. He says, I lose people, and then I lose myself, and then walks off. We've heard him say over if we, we can cobble together all of his statements over the last several seasons we he said that before it's nothing new mm-hmm. that no that's morganese you know right there um morgan hobbles down the road because he literally is shot in the leg he recognizes an abandoned car which is the same one he knocked at before he of course has to check it out and see if the guy's still in there he then sees an infected man walking up ahead he starts to walk after that man but trips while trying to escape two infected a little not like morgan there but John shows up and stabs the infected. John helps Morgan catch up to the infected man because Morgan just has to know if that's the guy. 
course it is. I don't know why Morgan was so attached to this guy. Morgan's- well, look, it's, I, I, I like this because I, I like for one thing that he lets uh, that that he tells John's like I have to see this, and John's like, all right. And so all they right. walk to get he walk he helps with the walk there, yeah. and he just needs to see. And I think it's because he's tra- he's reckoning with this whole like being alone thing um mm. but but meeting people that are actually you know helpful and willing to be involved in my life in some way and maybe i can go with them for a while at least and, and the idea of seeing another person that he couldn't help save it's like it just emphasizes like well what am i doing here what am i what am i gonna do am i gonna be this guy that's on his own am i gonna try to care for people is that gonna go anywhere for me mm-hmm. so it, it it like i think thematically it works for who morgan is i can i can give it the I can give him a break on the whole like he gets kind of fouled up by a couple walkers that are coming after him. It's like he could have taken care of this in his sleep, but um, yeah, it, it wasn't. Just, it didn't take me out of it. It just was a little odd yeah. for him. He's usually a little bit more, I guess, deliberate than that. But I think it makes up just because yeah, the the emotion that he's going through as far as I need to see this guy and know if I could have done something, but he gave up on me. And then that guy reflects him because that guy gave up on life. Essentially, he died. So it's like, does Morgan right. want to be that guy? Does Morgan want to be the guy that doesn't ask for any help and then dies and just walks mm, on the road alone? Yeah, that's a good call. Good, good yeah. Corollary there. Uh, Morgan sees that the wounded man who he tried to help earlier, it was he did turn. He kills the man, then buries the body in the woods, which I mean, that's a lot of work for that one dude. I mean, that was. Yeah. But I guess, like you said, that, I can see the correlation there. Yeah. Back in the truck, Morgan insists that he's the only he's only traveling with John and Althea until his leg heals. So he's he's right. He realizes he can't be on the road with his leg in that condition. John explains that they are settling. Uh, they're setting out to find Laura. Okay. Althea sees a woman though crawling on the road. She pulls over and walks up to help the woman. We see it's Alicia, mm. and then she's saying she's mumbling something. It's a man, a bad man. She's saying something to really get her close to lure. Laura Althea close, right? Now let me let me let me let me say this. Okay. Because so because I saw so many stupid previews for this dumb episode before the damn thing started at the movie theater. I was thinking, well, we don't see Maggie Grace in any other promotional material except for all of this episode. So what if Alicia just killed her right now and it's like a shock death for one of like the major new characters (laughs) you thought they had? I really thought she was gonna just yeah, right. I thought that she was gonna like pull out a knife and slit her throat. It's like, oh, that's crazy. But then like Lenny James and Garrett Dillahunter still there because it's like, well, you haven't. I don't see Maggie anywhere else in all of this so it's like maybe but no and, she just she just get captured. and me being the dummy and not realizing what i'm watching i just i didn't think it was her at all i just thought it was some random girl so you're, you're still thinking you're you're still thinking you're in the walking I'm dead right okay two hours scene. later still thought <laughs> okay after two hours of so walking dead, you thought it was yeah awesome. so it's a reverse crossover so then we see alicia <laughs> Pointing a weapon at Althea's neck, Nick, Strand, and Luciana emerge from the bushes and hold Morgan, John, and Althea at gunpoint. And so our people... That's when I said, I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So something has happened to our characters to make them highwaymen at best, at worst, marauders. I mean, they're robbing people on the highway. Uh Or who knows what they're doing, but... uh, what I, what I like is that they they seem like bad guys. Like that's yeah. like the, how it, how the show portrays yeah. them. How they're like yeah. Strand N- and Nick seems badass too. He was holding the the, the, the rifle at, at uh, yeah. Morgan. Yeah. He's like yeah, he he's held a gun. Good for him. But um, the rest <laughs> of them, they, they seem like, like bad guys. They, they seem like oh wow, this is like you know, obviously I presumably it's going to take a turn and you'll be like okay, they're not that bad. But regardless. I like that the show, and especially because like she comes up on him and like Morgan and whatnot, they're like, "Let's get her water, let's get her first aid." They're like saying all the good things, right. and these guys still hold them up. They still treat them like they're a threat. Like it's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, almost, it's, it's almost meta. Like AMC is looking at the old cast as the bad guys. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's turn this show upside and down. New, we're really going to turn it upside down. The guys who were going to save it, you know, but that's funny. So that brings an end to this week's episode, the beginning episode of Fear the Walking Dead. Let's do our Buster, excuse me, our Toby ratings. Then we can get on to our combined Buster Toby ratings from our listeners who've been so patient to listen to their own ratings. So starting with you, Aaron, what's your Toby rating? Five Tobies. What, what is better? In the realm of a Fear of the Walking Dead episode, how does this episode get any better than On this? the Toby scale, it is no, it's off the scale, right? On, it's five. On it's the five. Toby scale, it's a five Tobies. <laughs> Even on the Buster scale, it's like at least a 4.5. Like, it's really good. throw out everything involving Fear of the Walking Dead to make you like Fear of the Walking Dead, but, but hey, it hey, works. It works, right? It's fine. It did this it job. fooled me, goddamn. Uh, I'll be... <laughs> I won't necessarily be crushed if, like, getting back to Madison and the gang next week reveals, like, you know, more depressing nonsense. Oh, um, here we go. Yeah, right. We're back to normal. But, like, for this, for this basically new pilot of a new TV show that happens to be Fear of the Walking Dead, it's great. It's a great episode. <laughs> that, that action sequence alone I thought was so terrific. Like, it's, you know, being on the theater, I was already, you know... It was already. They don't shoot this on sixteen, so it looks a little better. Uh, but that washed-out filter but it was a little distracting, wasn't it? Though, did you catch that on the screen? The washed-out kind of colorless. Um... There was no color in this episode. Right? Did you catch yeah. that? Okay, yeah. Yeah, I agree. But like for that action sequence, like, well, this looks. This is good. This is a. I mean, as far as showing something like this on the big screen, all right, I can take this. In addition to having, yeah, some good acting going on here, and like this world being blown up to a, a new area, you know, being in Texas and whatnot. Even though Texas doesn't really. It doesn't really shine. It's like, okay, it's a dirty place. That's what we're watching. It doesn't matter where it is. But, like, no, I just I dug this whole thing. I was really into it. Excellent. Chubb? Yeah, I agree with Aaron. I mean, for Fear of the Walking Dead, this was fantastic. It's probably my favorite episode of Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, I have a feeling that next week, I, I'm betting we get, like, a montage episode of everything that happened between the bridge blowing up and them finding Morgan is, I think, what we're going to get next week. So I'm kind of expecting it to be a little eh next week, but I'm hoping I'm wrong. Uh, but for this episode, man, I it, it while there was plenty to poke fun at, for all in all, it was a solid episode. Morgan was awesome. I love the new characters. Um I'm very interested into in finding out what made uh, Alicia and all them like feral the way they are. So um, yeah, I, I'm I'm going with five Tobies as well. Excellent, Russell. Uh, I'll give it four and a half Tobies. I I really dug this episode, and I think a lot of it is everything we've said. The new characters, uh, I, I, like I mentioned before, I'm almost done with season two of, of Fear, so I've I've seen. A fair bit of it at this point, and I'm actually digging it a lot more than I thought. I really kind of yeah, had very, not, very not terrible. Yeah, I had just... very low expectations going in, um, and I mean, obviously, there's some stuff that bugs me. There's there's other stuff that doesn't, um, but this is this is cool. It's a good entry point. I don't feel like I've I've really missed anything by skipping ahead, and obviously, I'll I'll keep filling in. So within the next week or two, I expect to be fully caught up. But yeah, solid start. I'm I'm digging it. Awesome, Daryl. Uh, I love this two-hour Walking Dead. <laughs> it was awesome. Like they got these characters that I love watching. Um, it is amazing. I I I, I give it uh, five out of five for five so Tobies. Whatever now. Show five it Tobies. Is, whatever. Okay, got you. It's Tobies. Yeah, we're on yeah. Tobies now. Okay. Thanks for tricking me to uh, AMC app. <laughs> 
Thanks a lot. <laughs> Jim, how about you? <laughs> it's, I get this five out of five. This is not, I mean, not probably. This is my favorite episode of Fear the Walking Dead so far. I already like these two new characters more than I like most of the uh, other cast. Don't you kill them either. I, uh, I give it a five out of five. It was it was way more than I expected it would be, and I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really good. I, I same thing. Five out of five. Big fan of uh, five Tobies. I should say. I'm gonna give yeah. it the proper respect. Five Tobies. If five. this was a Fear of the Walking Dead episode, I would say it's my favorite so far. So, <laughs> 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 well, technically, all right. Never mind. I'm not gonna touch that one. I don't want to. I'm not arguing with you. That's fine. I'm not I arguing with you. you. I got I don't you. Believe you. I got you. Um, yeah, obviously having Rick in it and Carol and Jesus elevated it to like a four and a half just that, by just by that, right? But then everything <laughs> else excited. that happened. I'm a big Garrett Dillahunt fan. Uh, he's that incredible. That dude is so good. He's like, such he, a good yeah, actor. I, I remember him from Deadwood all the way through his series he's had. Like he is so good. Never, he's he was never the Terminator. Yes, he was a Terminator. He's, right. He was. Now, did you did you know that uh, he tried out for Negan? I learned this on the on the Talking Dead. Uh, yeah, uh, and he didn't get it. But then he's like, "Oh, I, I didn't. They, I turned it down." He's like, "I, I, I didn't want that role. I wanted, I wanted this one instead." <laughs> he, he, he even <laughs> joked that he rec- he recommended Morgan. Right? Yeah. He's like, "I turned really? it down, so I recommended Jeffrey Dean over here." <laughs> you know gonna... what's so good about him is that he's played good guys and bad guys. Right. Like I yeah. hated him when he was bad. Yeah. And I love him when he's good. Like, and, yeah. and that's. He's, Not something every actor it, can do. Like, it's called being that, a good actor, Daryl. He's yeah. that versatile. I mean, he was like, so versatile on Deadwood, he played two different characters on the same show. He, like, he, <laughs> he fits in every... That's the thing about it. Like He fits in every genre. Right. I, actor or not, not, not all actors can fit every genre like that, whether they're but good or not. In this, was, he can. He, he definitely can. I was a fan of Raising Hope. Raising Hope. That was his show, right? That my was daughter his, loves yeah. that, that show. That was his show. The dad. Like, so, he could play goofball. He could play... Smart. I I hate him on the gifted because he's the evil uh, yep. scientist on the gifted. I was going to say he's like, on gifted too. He's I, definitely got the chops to be a lead character. He's a total dick on the gifted too. Yeah, oh yeah, yes. you're not yeah. kidding right yeah. there. But if, I, but I don't want to reach into that screen and strangle him. You hate him so much, but he's and such now, a good actor. But, and I'm worried now because they got me really invested in fear now because I'm scared this dude's going to die. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I, don't, I hope he don't because if Mad- something happens to Madison, this guy could fill hey, the, that that. I don't lead care. Role. But hey, you yeah. can, don't you remember when we felt that way about the about the base show? Like yeah. we cared about all these yeah. characters, and we were so yeah. worried they were going to die every yep. episode. That's yeah. the feeling I want when I watch The Walking Dead. Yeah, I got you. That right, anything right, right, could right. happen. Right. That yeah. everybody is at, at, at risk. That they're fighting for their lives, and anyone at any time could be taken out. Yeah, I'm scared right now. I'm worried. Like I don't. You, you're I'm, scared. I'm generally scared. worried that they're going to die. <laughs> like you can kill that whole family. I'd be like, okay, can, whatever. They all gonna be gone, right? They all gonna be gone, and I'd be like, except for Strand. Strand's gonna make it. Strand's well, gonna Strand ain't the family. Yeah, yeah. Strand. family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, but I ain't with you. Yeah, and we man, haven't man. even got to Jenna Elfman yet. That's what I'm looking right. for. Dharma right, Dharma and Greg. Yeah, Dharma. Right, Dharma, Dharma. right. So I'm not. I'm like, yeah. Save, Dan, was... save Daniel too. Daniel. And yeah. Strand. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sitting there going, damn, y'all. I wonder as an actor how they feel really about wow our season premiere we ain't in it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the best show ever. I love everybody that loves it. It's like that's kind of an insult. But like, I love I, mean, I love the poster I, at, at your movie you went to, Aaron. Didn't they have the cardboard standee where it was like it had Madison there? I saw the picture of it. 
she was standing up on it, but she wasn't even in the episode. She wasn't even in it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That was she true. was in the previews for next week. That's true. I mean, she was in the she was in the two two and a half minute preview, the the, the teaser. She was obviously in the show, but I mean, this is kind of funny. So anyway, five out of five busters, but who a tie of Toby's? But who cares what we think? We have an amazing Facebook group. Uh, you guys have been waiting patiently, so we did kind of a combined uh, Buster and Toby rating for those of you that were able to watch uh, this episode, uh, these this, well, these two episodes of The Walking Dead and then Fear of the Walking Dead, read to you by the one and only Mr. Jim Dietz. Jim, would you take it away? What did our Facebook group yeah, have to say? Yeah, put your hands down. And don't Good. forget. <laughs> How'd you know my hands were up again? Wow. <laughs> You're seeing me through the internet. Uh, don't forget also our Facebook group is full of memes and good discussion and links to Aaron Newer's uh, reviews of The Walking Dead every week at WeLiveEntertainment.com. So you can link right to his reviews from the Facebook group. I Next even week. included I even included thoughts from fear in this review because I was so enthusiastic yeah. about it. I was like, let me write an extra like paragraph to, to get some more thoughts on this. And I promise I'm gonna I'm gonna record from the murder shed. And I'm gonna send a video <laughs> you recorded <laughs> twice today. You did like a yeah, you did, did a video in your car. You did one outside. You were so excited today. You're putting videos. Up oh yourself. yeah, it was hype Shit. for that two hour Walking Dead. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Since. Uh, since uh, you like this fear so much and everything, Aaron, are you going to continue to write reviews for it or no? No, I got no because it's too. It's, it's a busy I, guy. It's, I am busy, and it's nice <laughs> to have some. I'm already covering Atlanta and the American, so it's like I need a break from the the TV writing is a little more true that. And this could go downhill. This could turn left really quickly. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the the worst the worst fear I have. Um, <laughs> no, I, I like having a reprieve. I like having a reprieve from Walking Dead writing for a, for a few weeks. So I'm gonna I'm gonna fear of the lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Johnny Store wishes us. He says, "Hope you guys are drinking coffee. I hope it's gonna be a long one. Yeah, it has. We yeah. just hit the three hour mark, buddy. Right yeah, now. That's right. Oh, it's past my time." Brent Jones chimed in. I'm in the emergency room and the popped Achilles tendon. Enjoy performance. Ouch. Man, uh, buddy. Yeah, man. Definitely a quick recovery <laughs> for you, sir. Take it easy. Uh, Charlie Messing. Uh, the first half, by the way, settle in because there's a lot of comments and I'd like to give everyone their due because this is the finale. So Yeah, it's like waiting for a haircut from Bebe. <laughs> There's a reason the other empty the other chair is empty at the barbershop, right? That's right. <laughs> the first half is the buster for the OG Walking Dead. This is an okay oh, this is from Charles Charlie Messing. Uh this is an okay finish. Not much of a battle, and the Rick Negan fight was about as epic as Tyson McNeely um fight. <laughs> That's right. Uh, my buster rating is a zero. Oh, Not for this one episode, oh, but for the Come on, even with that Rick speech? Bam. Come on. But for the what whole all-out war, the we'll get there. One would think they learned from how they mishandled the prison storyline, but they didn't. All-out war was a total cluster. Put bad word here. Maggie, Daryl, and Jesus are the next big bad. What the hell? Actually, that actually seems interesting until you remember they didn't sign Lauren Cohan. This should have been so much better. Fear just started. What the hell was that opening? And now the Fear Toby rating. That was the best episode of Fear in the history of the world. <laughs> Granted, the cast of Fear were not in it, so that could be the reason. Too tired to say too much. Great start, 4.5 out of 5. That's good. Uh, Amanda Holmes wrote in, So conflicted, my heart aches for Maggie. How is Negan still alive? Great character, but such a dick. Episode deserves five busters. Janet Broom, I'm behind on Fear, and the first few minutes were boring, so I only have buster rating. Really, Janet. Uh, 4.25 sabotage bullets out of 5. I found this episode way more entertaining than most of the season, and I'm glad the war is finally over. 
I enjoyed seeing Oceanside show up to help and seeing the saviors that had been prisoners wanting to fight with Terra. I also enjoyed Eugene sabotaging the bullets using what Gabriel had tried to do. However, it seems lame that Negan actually did outsmart them, and they only beat the saviors because of Eugene's betrayal. Even though I knew it was coming, I still, I'm still annoyed that Negan lived. I don't think Carl's letter was enough justification for that. That's a little, pretty much what we said. Uh, while I understand Maggie being mad at Rick, it seems weird to have Maggie, Jesus, and Daryl conspiring against Rick and Michonne. Uh, Dre Irvin, uh, five Buster Tobies all around. <laughs> uh, sucks of my favorite shows are also ending starting during my college finals, but I thought it was all wonderful, and I'm willing to admit that fear was actually better. Garrett, Garrett Dillahunt is an excellent addition to the Walking Dead universe. You're here. Dre, Dre, take care of your studies, girl. Okay? That's it. Uh, Mike Jones, 2.5 Carl stunt doubles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I just watched. <laughs> Felt like a series finale with a crappy cliffhanger for no reason. The Maggie Jesus Daryl scary room meeting. So now they're going rogue against Rick and Michonne. Dwight is sent away and spared by Daryl, but that's okay. For every cool thing in this episode, there was a head scratcher right behind it. Hmm. I have no idea where the show is headed. I'm not headed to fear with Morgan until next season. Uh, Johnny Store, oh man, are we giving two busters? Two out of su- two out of Superfly Jimmy Snuka, my TP out of five. <laughs> As a group, let's be honest with each other. Carl got killed because Gimple said he didn't make sense for Rick to keep Negan alive in the comics, so they killed Carl. Basically, it's all the same that happened in the comic, but now Maggie Daryl and the one guy who throughout the season was against killing Jesus and now is now all against Rick and Michonne. F you, Gimple. I'm glad you're gone. <laughs> hey, Jesus works in mysterious ways. <laughs> Fear is five out of five. What's up with the guy named John who is with Morgan? Something isn't right with him. Love the way he made his face twitch. That actor is badass. I'm excited for the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ian Roswell, 4.5. We came, we saw, we kicked his ass out of five. Solid, but not probably the ending we had hoped for, but leaves me with faith for next season. Uh, Darren Apple, uh, all out peace has begun. Four fracked up tracheotomies out of five. Hmm. Uh, they need to have Carl's death meeting and as Morgan's speech to Rick may have been the turning point when Morgan thinks you are on the right path. You need to swerve. Uh, I hope they have their time jump I can see, so I can see some windmills. But seriously, it would be nice to see how coexisting communities can build out of the apocalypse. Fear the Walking Dead has promised and may be on a better path as long as Madison doesn't go all Negan on the newcomers. <laughs> America. Mary Cherpecchia, three, maybe next season will be better busters out of five. Love the interaction with Jerry and Ezekiel. Some other bright spots for me, the good savior guy, Gabriel punching Negan, Rosita punching Eugene, and, well, that's about it. I'm just hoping the first half of next season isn't an eight-episode debate about killing Negan, not killing Negan. Uh, Scott Homan, two Molotov cocktails out of five. As a standalone episode, I liked it. It was a good hour of television. But as a season finale that the last three seasons have led us up to, I found it incredibly underwhelming. And how do you kill everyone you come across all season long and then let Negan live? Uh, Opinder Sangha wrote in, as previously mentioned, the UK audience won't be viewing Fear the same time or the following day. Fear starts on the 23rd on AMC, but I'll leave a buster for uh, Walking Dead finale later. Um, and then Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington alludes to he has some alternative methods to watch Fear the Walking Dead is <laughs> this py- pirate gif uh, least it. <laughs> oh, is that the, uh, the cat is a pirate? Oh, I guess yes. so. Okay. Oh, Richard, yeah, Richard Chopper <laughs> Cherry Charrington. Uh, Walking Dead gets 4.5. Eugene the Trojan Horse out of 5. Really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was going to end with another defeated Rick, but how wrong I was. And the stained, broken stained glass wasn't the only crack. Cracks are appearing in the group. 
Maggie and company want Rick to pay for saving Negan. I also take back wanting to kill off Eugene. He had me fooled. For fear, 3.5 bath bombs out of 5. Good solid start and show some promise to be a good season. I'm glad Morgan didn't grow a dodgy governor-style beard. Uh, <laughs> on a personal note, I just want to thank all the podcasters for all the hard work you put in. As you guys know, I'm due to run the London Marathon this coming Sunday. I've been listening to the podcast on a Sunday during my long training runs, and you guys have kept me company on a good chunk of a two- to three-hour-long run every week, and I want to thank you so much for that. Awesome. It is Can I you- count that as my weekly exercise? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it has saved me from having a Morgan style meltdown. Thank you so much, guys. You're all the best. Well, as long as this episode is Richard Chopper, Cherry Charrington, you'd be able to do the whole marathon and listen to it. Yeah, I know, right? This um, doesn't cover it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, Rob Cook, 3.5. Jerry's new accents out of five. I guess this wrapped up everything from the last two seasons. Not much more to say, really. I can see a big time jump for season nine. Top work, guys, getting us all through season eight. Cheers and roll on fear. You're here. Thanks, Rob. Uh, Opinder Sangha, three twists of fate out of five. We made it. Glad it's over. Hope next season is a vast improvement with a new showrunner. We could have gotten to the finale at midpoint. Then start this Maggie and Daryl betrayal. Would have made for a better season, in my opinion. Oh, well. Looking forward to fear next Monday. Great podcast, lads. Thanks, Opinder. Mm. Uh, Tammy Heisley, I'm giving The Walking Dead 3.5 busters, but fear is getting five Tobies. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love the episode from start to finish. I even like the new title theme. Adam Fatah, I will give the season finale three out of five T Dogs. <laughs> Can't believe Negan is still alive. Why is Eugene and Dwight why are Eugene and Dwight still alive? I'm on Team Maggie assuming she doesn't get killed off screen next season. Uh, Gail Tidwell, three Rick souvenir t shirts from the sanctuary out of five. Kinda meh. Negan's plot armor is made of vibranium, or Rick can't chew or the damn. Uh, <laughs> for the love of God, somebody kill this guy. So Rick thought not consulting the other leaders about not killing Negan was gonna fly. Nope. Team Maggie, uh, what did Dwight have to do to be forgiven? Die? Uh, I have to admit I'm curious about Darth Maggie's plans for vengeance. She was scary, and I liked it. I fell asleep about halfway through fear, and I'm okay with that. Great job all season, guys. Thank you for making Tuesday mornings enjoyable. And finally, Susan Monk, The Walking Dead, three Jesus, Jesus safety paradoxes out of five. Fear of the Walking Dead, four armored SWAT vehicles out of five. It was a pretty good episode once Morgan started walking. P.S. Your videos today were awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we would be very pleased and, and, and overjoyed if you would join the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group to give us your Toby ratings for the upcoming season of Fear of the Walking Dead, which, if the opener is any indication, looks like it's going to be pretty promising. Uh, so you know, get on the Facebook, dial up with your internet machines, and uh, join that group. Excellent. Jim, you can... Have a glass of lemonade. That was uh, quite a bit to read there. We appreciate that. So if you want to get in on the fun, again, just go to Facebook.com. Do a search for The Walking Dead TV Podcast. Just hit join. We get you in very quickly. And you can leave your very own Buster ratings for The Walking Dead. Or now we are on Fear the Walking Dead. We call them Toby ratings. You can leave leave your very own. And Jim Dietz will get to read them for you um, uh, each and every week. So, guys, we made it through. We got through it together. Two episodes back to back. Wow, I'm I'm really I'm really excited about fear though. I, I I'm I'm looking I'm looking very positive here. I think if they can keep this level of energy up, oof, it's gonna be a good season. Let's see what happens. I'm psyched. Yeah, I'm, too. I'm psyched. I'm psyched. Ross, put your hands down. I said, <laughs> can't help it. I'm, I'm psyched. I'm psyched. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean it's good. Hopefully, I just I know I know Gimple. 
he gives you that little like burst of excitement and then and he takes it, it away and then it takes it, it away it like like a hundredfold right so hopefully because he's not quote unquote the showrunner it's actually the other guy uh was it Channing I think it is something like that that's I'm hoping let's just let's just hope let's just pray and hope they keep this thing going because I'm looking forward to a good season of fear and it'll run through I guess what about the early part of summer and then we break. And then mm-hmm. the end of summer, fear comes back, and then after that ends, we go right into October, where uh, where The Walking Dead begins again. So we'll be with you through all your marathons. Whoever who's listening, we can, we'll keep you. We'll keep you going through twenty six point two miles. Not not a problem. We can definitely keep, you, keep right. you going for that. All right, so let's uh, let's wrap it up. Unless you guys have anything else you want to say about either of these two episodes, we pretty much covered it all. Um, it's time for us to end all this. Time for us to end all this. <laughs> Everyone's it's time to go. So, Aaron, where, where can our listeners listen to you uh, or hear or see your writings when we're not talking about zombies or The Walking Dead? You can find my writings over We Live Entertainment, also my blog, thecodezeek.com. You can find everything that I write there pretty much in every podcast I do. Speaking of podcasts, out now with Aaron and Abe, it is the weekly movie show that I host with my friend Abe and a cavalcade of guests that we have on on a weekly basis. Uh, we just put up an Isle of Dogs special episode. We put up, we have a Rampage episode coming. We have our summer movie uh, gamble coming up. And I also put up a very special episode um featuring my mother which was uh, very oh. emotional to edit but um that's up there now and uh, i'm certainly happy about it because uh, i can listen to it whenever i want to but also everybody's been very kind about responding to it so yeah and i'm on twitter at aaron's ps4 thank you aaron richard shubstradamus <laughs> uh well you can catch me on dc tv podcast with uh, jim and daryl and our buddy jerry uh each week we cover all the DC TV shows on CW and Gotham and Krypton on Sci-Fi or Siffy, however you want to pronounce it. Um, and the rest of the time, you can catch me on all the the socs at Chubtoad01. Okay, Mr. Latham. Uh, same same place, hhwled.com. Uh, I just wanted to remind folks, uh, we do have an email address. So if you're not on the Facebooks, uh, if you're not uh, if you're off the grid, so to speak, and just want to send us a line. Uh, you could go to, you could send an email to WDTV at HHWLOD.com uh, and it will forward to us and we will read it on the next episode. Uh, let me interrupt you a second there, Russ, because we did get an email. I forwarded it to you, Jim. I don't know oh, if you I, got it. I didn't, I didn't look. I'm sorry. I'll go ahead and read it then. Um, Andrew Park emailed in. Um, four, I'll probably change my opinion after the podcast group therapy session out of five. I enjoyed the first half of this episode a great deal. It felt a lot like a Western, like High Noon or Tombstone. The showdown would leave one side or the other decimated, but was Rick's plan really just walking out into an open field? Uh, Villainous Negan in the black leather jacket whistling through a megaphone and holding a gun to Gabriel's head was truly tense. The direction here was good. The plan had to backfire, literally leaving saviors toppling toppling like red shirt dominoes clutching exploding hands. Good call last week in flagging this, Chubb. Oh, no problem. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like Chekhov's gun, if dialogue like make the bullets to my exact specification is left laying around, then surely we have to follow it with an inevitable conclusion. A show heavily dependent on plot will have to use it. The savior surrendered immediately like 18 villains stumbling out of a helicopter crash. Uh, perhaps they were all Westworld hosts and this was really Z-World and this was the end of the holiday. 
Uh, I was impressed how the show made us care about Dwight, although I thought he might get bitten by Walker Sherry as he read the note. <laughs> that would have been funny. Uh, totally baffled by the evil triumvirate of Maggie, Jesus, and Daryl at the end. Jesus spent the entire season being the real Jesus, so I find it hard to believe he wants in on some pointy end of the stick action. Um, I have no Tobies to give as I'm in the UK and won't see fear until next week. Great job on the podcast. Uh, always keeps me going on the long dog walks. Best wishes, Andrew Park. So, Andrew, it's next week you can email us at the new email or old new email address that Russ mentioned. And once again, Russ, what's that email address again, just so we have it? WDTV at HHWLOD.com. Okay, I'll make sure to mention that each and every time. Thank you. All right, Mr. Taylor. Uh, when you're not holding your hands up, we're not together <laughs> as a group. You can eat, you can you can visit me on the Twitters at the Voice One Two Three. You can also go to the Taylor Network on iTunes, where I've got some shows with Jim and Russ, and we're all together podcasting and doing great things. So God bless. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Daryl. You channeled it very well this episode. Jim? HHWLOD, you can check out Aaron and Russ and myself on our new show, Dos Vidania, where we're covering the uh, the last, the final season of The Americans uh, from FX. That's really cool. Uh, also, go to uh, oldmagicgaming.com. I'm writing a blog there every week called Old Man Gamer. And I'm also, uh, we're doing live play D&D uh, podcasts there. Uh, in addition to the DCTV podcast and uh, Nothing's On that Daryl and uh, and Chubb mentioned, you can follow me on Twitter at Yoda Jones. Excellent. Well, I'm not chatting zombies with you guys. I'm the host of the Auto Chat Show, autochatshow.com, facebook.com slash autochatshow. Me and my co-host, Teddy K review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture, and just have a good old time doing it. Uh, next week, we'll be reviewing, actually next week being tomorrow, we'll be reviewing the Hyundai Santa Fe uh, 2.0 Ultimate. So check it out. Uh, that concludes our um, kind of crossovers. We've been doing a lot of crossover reviews, so this will be the last one for a little while. And, uh, you know, pretty timely as it is getting out of the, the winter months. So it's a uh, uh, good good car. Check it out if you're interested in hearing that or just listening to us uh, banter back and forth. We definitely do plenty of that. Uh, he gets on my nerves, and I certainly get on his, and we, <laughs> we, don't, we don't hide it. So uh, anyway, it's a lot of fun. Check it out, autochatshow.com. Uh, anyway, who wants to end today's show? Until there's no more room in yeah, hell and the dead walk the earth. Remember, we are losing. <laughs> That's right. If you be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal. I can call you Betty. Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. A man walks down the street. He says, why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention. And all my nights are so long. Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model? Now that my role model is gone, gone, he ducked back down the alley with some roly-poly little bat-faced girl. All along, along, there were incidents and accidents, there were hints and allegations. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long-lost pal. I can call you Betty.